welcome back to our longtime listeners and to any new fans. Welcome. We're Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for the fans of the show, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. My name is Lexi Fima, and I'm looking forward to kicking off season three with my friends and fellow podcasters, Taya Johnston, Jen Peterson, and Miranda Thomas. We have some fun and exciting new topics and projects throughout this season, so be sure to keep tuning in. For today's episode, and actually for the first several episodes of season three, we're mixing it up. We'll be watching and recording based on the logical, wink wink, intended order of the show. This is actually the only way that I've ever watched Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Taya brought me into the fandom. She had me watch it this way, so I've never known anything different. For longtime Scarecrow and Mrs. King fans, this order may seem a little strange, but we hope you'll give it a try. We'll also provide a revised order on our website and Facebook group so you know what episode order to expect ahead of time. For now and for today, we'll be discussing one of my very favorite episodes, Welcome to America, Mr. Brand. You guys, after tonight, we are more than halfway through. Go us. We're doing great. Right? We're starting off with the best episode, so. No, we're not. We're getting this one out of the way. <laughs> I love this one, and I don't care what anyone says. I does. think this one's cute. It is cute. I like it, too. Cute. Thank it, you. I told you before, it grew on me. It grew on me. Mm-hmm. But it's not, one of my, it's not one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when I was rewatching it last night, this is the one I've watched the most by far, just because I love, I love Mr. Brand. I think mm-hmm. he's just a weird, cute... Mr. Pot? Yeah, Mr. Pot. James Clarence Pot. But I think I, think I definitely vacillate between which one is my ultimate favorite but consistently this is the one i watch the most for sure just because i love you like- i love how amanda really shows herself as an agent i love mr brand i think lee is just beautiful to look at <laughs> like there's a couple times that he's looking and even not right at amanda but just like his fa- like bruce's facial expressions is yeah mm-hmm. they're good yummy i'll yeah. point them out <laughs> i'm sure we like, all will it's like with julia i was like oh damn like, he is a fine, get it. he is a fine <laughs> yeah. looking man yeah so true okay all right here we go Okay, so today's episode, as Lexi explained, is Welcome to America, Mr. Brand. This one first aired on October 21st, 1985. It was filmed first out of the 22 episodes, but it was shown fifth out of 22. In our rewatch, we're going to be watching this one first, as it was intended, and how, how it should always have been. Agree. <laughs> I've actually never seen it in this in the intended order before. Yes, you have. When we were watching it together at lunch. But you were yeah, but you were watching mm-hmm. some Only season one. I watched. By oh, myself. okay. This All right. We watched together. Okay, so I guess this is the second time mm-hmm. then. Yes. Okay. All right. I stand was, corrected. It was a long time ago. To... Yeah, I've I've never I... watched it this way. I haven't either, but I was just wondering why they mixed it up. Because there was, like, let's say I hated these moments, but remember you'd see that special thing? It would go, and it would come on and it'd go, tonight's episode of Scarecrow Mrs. King won't be seen, but we bring you the special, you know, and you're like, no, for the love of God, no. <laughs> that was the moment. So then they would put this one on the shelf, and then they would play the next one, and then something else would come up. So then they'd, like, mix it up. For whatever reason, I'm sure there was other reasons too, but like that was a big one where they would take it off, you know, it would be bumped for something else. They went just until the next one in line. You'd think, but then they had, they already had TV guides ready for the next thing and you know, all that probably, I would think. Okay. I mean, I guess that's a reasonable explanation. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was other reasons too. Like maybe they- 
probably editing reasons too. Like if they if they had one, even if they filmed it first and they were like, oh, okay, this one it will make better during this week because it has to go against this show or whatever. Like, mm, yeah. Well, I haven't watched it this way, so I'm gonna see. You know, you're gonna see if we, it, we know our stuff. Difference. <laughs> <laughs> it really does because, like, you have moments where her hair is like different than it was and then it's back again and and then there's like in this particular instance and i was going to point out later but i'll explain it now we first get introduced to tp but technically we've met him already if we watch it in the the way it was aired but then we get introduced to him by lee lee saying oh i'm gonna reach out to a friend of mine over at the isn't it Library of Congress? Library of Congress, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so you meet him in this episode in the proper way, you know? Correct, yeah. So. Whereas you're just sort of thrown into it. Exactly, and you're expected to know who he is later. Exactly. Or he's in the Q Bureau, then he's not in the Q Bureau, he's down in the main thing. You know, like it goes back yeah. and forth and out of order. So if you watch it properly, this is, you know, this is the way you should be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you all will agree with us, but we'll see. So this episode, again, Welcome to America, Mr. Brand, is directed by Winrich Colby. He was uh, born in 1940 in Amsterdam, Netherlands. That's where my brother-in-law is born, too. Uh, best known for directing Star Trek Next Generation. I used to watch that. And Battlestar Galactica. Um, he Wait, which Battlestar Galactica? First one or second one? I think the original. Okay. I'm that pretty sure it was difference. the original. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it probably was, but I just was wondering. Yeah. He directed six Scarecrow episodes, Saved by the Bells, DOA, Welcome to America, Mr. Brand, Sour Grapes, J. Edgar's Ghost, and The Wrong Way Home. Hmm. And uh, he also directed um, episodes of Magnum P.I., Chips, T.J. Hooker, Knight Rider, Spencer for Hire. He did nine episodes of Hunter Gen. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> and then he um, died at the age of 72 in 2012. Oh, that's pretty young. Yeah. And then it was written, the episode was written by Robert W. Gilmer. He's credited with supervising producer for 17 Scarecrow episodes, co-executive producer for 14 episodes, and writer on six episodes, which included, this one is his first one, then Fast Food for Thought, Stemwinder 1 and 2, Bad Timing, and Do You Take the Spy? So quite a few from season four. He also wrote for Knight Rider, six of those, Magnum P.I., Knott's Landing, Buck Rogers, Heart to Heart, the Heart to Heart TV movie. So later after uh, it had already gone off the air quite a while. And he's still alive. That's good. <laughs> Yay. And now guest stars. We have Stanley Chow, played by Keon Young. Uh, he was born in September 1947 in Honolulu, Hawaii. He has 241 acting credits. Dang. That's crazy. That's the most we've seen by far. He's been in a lot. But he also does a lot of voice work, mm-hmm. and that's credited on there as well. Mm-hmm. He did um, two episodes of Scarecrow Mrs. King. Can you guys remember the first one he was in? Miranda should know. No, but I recognized him. <laughs> yes. Um, Miranda, come uh, on. What was the, uh, what's the name of the episode? Season one. Yes. but well, In the bar. And he plays a journalist. No, that's not what I was thinking. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> Remembrance of things past. Remember all those agents were coming up, were dying uh, all over the world. I'm like, what? What's the, 
what was this? Yeah. <laughs> like I could picture him in it. Yep. Season one's well, um, uh, Remembrance of Things Past. And then this episode, two different characters. And then he's also been in Heart to Heart, Bring Him Back Alive. He was in that with Bruce. He was in Cheers, Hill Street Blues, The Fall Guy, Remington Steel, St. Elsewhere, Webster, The Golden Girls, Murphy Brown. Um, he did, a, like I said, a lot of voice work on cartoons and, and video games. He was in Deadwood, Alias. He was the oh. professor. He was Professor Choi because I knew you were pro- going to ask me. Yes, I know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in Young and the Restless and Men in Black Three. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. I don't think I've seen three. I saw one and two, but I didn't see three. Then one of our faves, Raleigh Bond. Uh, Like I said, this is his first appearance playing T. Percival Aquinas. He was born in July of 1935 in uh, Chicago, Illinois, and he died in August of 1989 in Los Angeles, California. He had 51 credits, acting credits, 11 of which were from Scarecrow and Mrs. King. He was in seven episodes of Alice, which I totally remember him. He would sit on the, at the bar, like the, the bar. Yeah, whatever you, the, yeah, the bar. Um, he was in Laverne and Shirley, Boozum Buddies, Barney Miller, Falcon Crest, Punky Brewster, Moonlighting, uh, Newhart, Santa Barbara, and Mr. Belvedere was his last acting job. And he was a, I didn't know this, but he was a nightclub comedian at one point. Really? Yeah. I just don't see him doing that. He was also a writer. Yes, he was. I was going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's Okay. Yeah, he's an off-Broadway playwright. He wrote several mystery stories, um, and they were published Ellery Queen magazine. Yep. And I would be in deep, deep trouble if I didn't include this particular guest star. Hell yeah, I've been waiting. (laughs) Here we go. I saved him for last. Mm -hmm. Not to say that he was the best. My quirky little bae. So Lexi's favorite James Brand, or James Clarence Pot, uh, (laughs) was played by Harvey Jason, uh, he was born in on a leap year on February 29th in 1940 in London, England. He has 101 acting credits. He played Scudder on the original Batman with Adam West. Wow. Yeah. And Burt Ward. And Burt Ward. And uh, he was in a handful of their episodes. Uh, he was in The Flying Nun, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, Police Woman. He was in Charlie's Angels in 1977 in uh, The Angels on Ice, which was the second season. Hmm. He played Alvin in that and he was on the love boat chips bring him back alive also he was in eight episodes on that he played bundy with bruce knight rider star trek next generation la law and then jason retired and opened the famed and exclusively first edition collectible um, literature bookshop in california and it is amazing i watched a video about it and um, went on the website it really looks cool and a lot of famous people actually go there um, so you can field trip. Yeah, right. I totally want to go there. I <laughs> do the have bookstore. I am in. <laughs> Fling was able to get him to sign a couple of our for the 35th committee Programs? poster. Oh, really? our poster, the poster we made. Oh, yeah. that's cool. She got him to sign that. So that's really cool. You know, to yeah. have him sign that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really cool. And he opened that with his with his son, Louis. Well, bookstores are becoming a thing of the past. So yeah, I know. But this one's first edition. On so you, it's not mm-hmm. like you can. It's not like a Borders Books and Music or, you know, Barnes and Noble. That's all we have in Portland. We have a, a lot of quirky. Yeah, that's cool. Stores. Independent ones. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, it's in West Hollywood. We'll have to go there next time we're out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely a field trip. Yeah, for sure. So those are the guest stars for this episode. Cool. Miss Synopsis. Okay. So 
this episode, Amanda is charged with babysitting a British accountant named Mr. Brand, who we have just discussed. And of course, things are not as simple as they appear to be because Mr. Brand thinks he's James Bond and is trying to take down a man who wants to mess up the U.S. economy. And of course, chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. So before we start, just to get into it, uh, we have the shooting final draft, and that is dated July 1st, 1985. And I have to say, there are some changes in here, particularly at the very end. The tag (laughs) is very different. Um, I can see why they didn't do it, but it's very fun. So you have to make sure you listen for that one. But there are some a, a couple other quirky things in there too. So it'll be fun. Well, I'll bring that up when we go through. Sounds good. Of course, this is how we have to open, isn't it? But isn't this the, <laughs> or was it last season? It's blue now, the front, the beginning part. Oh, the writing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the intro on this one has changed. Um, we have the red, white, and blue now. We're mm-hmm. going with that theme. They're very patriotic in this one. A lot of the cut to commercials um, had them standing in front of like a flag red, white, and blue themed with the colors on the Scarecrow, Mrs. King, cross the screen, that sort of thing. Um, I didn't notice that. I'll have to pay attention. Yeah, they have. Hmm. It actually happens. It was when Kate directed the Pharaoh's Engineer. Then Mm -hmm. from there, it started. The red, white, and blue was there, but the flag, she did that from her her thing. Hmm. And we got to see some of Kate's dailies. Uh And they have, (laughs) I love those. You're already starting to laugh. Those are classic. (laughs) They're standing, the four of them are standing in front of, was it the four of them or was it just the two of them? No, it was just the two of them. It was just the two of them. Yeah, it was Bruce and Kate and they're standing in front of the flag thing and they're doing the promos for it. Oh, <laughs> And they're man. just standing there and then they're like, the camera's on and they're like, you know, and oh. then they go off and they're just standing there. It's huh. like really funny to see. Hmm. Yeah. I never realized how tedious yeah that kind of work it is until, until watch we watch those <laughs> but it was I, I could have sat there all day watching those they were so fun to watch yeah. like no joke i loved them and they it, we had so we got to see the dailies on the pharaoh's engineer that's cool yeah so all the bloopers and stuff mm-hmm. it was pretty funny well and you could definitely tell kate knew everybody's lines yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh rupert didn't know his at all oh yeah, yeah. i remember you showed me those yeah also, another thing that's different is uh, in season three, when it goes um, at the very end, instead of just having them roll the credits over top of the um, going down the Capitol building, they actually have scenes from that episode. Mm. Still, like still frames from the episode that they put in here. Cool. In case anybody uh, didn't notice that before. So I know, shocking. It opens with scenes of Washington, D.C. in the evening. And we're at the U.S. Bureau of Engraving and... Printing. Printing. And we see who we will later find out is James Brand. And he is just clumsy. Just, I hope they're not like making him like, it's not like mocking Amanda, right? Like they're just, no, he's just, he's his own, he's his own thing. Okay. I just, yes. you know, like, it's, I don't want them going, we'll see now, look how far Amanda's come. She's no longer this bubbling, bum, oh, bumbling. Oh, I never interpreted it that okay. way. Okay. I just thought of that. I was just like, oh no, I hope they're not doing that. I mean, because for like 99% <laughs> of the episodes, Amanda always like, even if she doesn't know what she's doing, she always handles herself with dignity. Yeah. And this guy just, he, Very, he doesn't even know the concept. Yeah. He just, but he doesn't care. Like he yeah. just, he just. 
He doesn't care. He just is his own person. And boy, do I respect that. Now, see, this is why mm-hmm. there's a dichotomy with you, Lexi. Okay. You get embarrassed over yes. really... I had something happen today at the estimate place. I, I literally uh, called and left Julia a two-minute voicemail to vent, and I was awful. Oh, no. I have to hear about no, this No, I can't. I can't. Oh. I, I, I already got it out. Your face is getting red. Yeah, because I'm remembering how awkward it so was. So that's why I have a hard time. Like, it's it's it goes against who you are. Like, you have... a. You get embarrassed over anything. anything. And this guy is a complete bumbling because, idiot and he Because he doesn't and you're care. Okay with it. He knows he like he he doesn't even it doesn't even phase him. It doesn't bother him. He doesn't like you he So is this who you wanna be? Like Yeah. Okay. Like, just so just you, like not look, care about okay. what people think. That's why not care but it's not even that I care about what other people think, it's how I feel like a fool. It's not so much what they're thinking, it's how I reacted to the situation that I wish I could have done better. That's all. It's okay. not it's not even and like then you what they think of analyze me. It's, it forever. It's me, my own shortcoming, not anything to do with them. Okay. And he is never in his own head. You can tell. Like yeah, he's that's, everything. That's is the outward. thing. That's why I thought it was so I'm weird. Always in my head. That you're like so enamored with him because it's like he's complete opposite. He's who I want to be. I want to be Mr. <laughs> okay. Brand. Now that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense now. Okay. All right. So he is photographing with a. It even says in the script, you guys, that he's using a cheapy. Uh, he takes out his own camera, a 1995 dollar $19.95 cheapy fumbles and takes a few quick shots of the man taking pictures as he starts to follow he drops the camera to the ground the flash going off <laughs> and then- I swear I had a camera just like that really this is a cheap one with the little bulb on it like in the yeah those little 80s. bulbs you had to like yeah. replace yeah <laughs> and they're very specific that he's running toward an Aston Martin DB5 now I have a question though how did he get his car if he's only here on vacation, how did he get his car over to the U.S. from England? He had this very much so planned. In... <laughs> Isn't that odd, though? Because you know how yeah. long that takes to get and how much money it costs? Mm-hmm. Maybe it just came over on a boat with him. but Or it was already here. Or it's already in America. I was going to say, I don't know. that. Did they ever actually say that it was his car? Well, he's got all those things on it. It's definitely not something you just rent. You what know, things on it? Supposedly. Well, no, but they don't. So he I just know. made it up in his head. But so it doesn't mean it's his car. I mean, it is suspicious that it's an older car. It's an older side of the thing. That would be the only indication. And it's an me. older car. You don't get to rent a a nineteen seventies. Yeah. You know, Aston Martin. And I mean, he did come of. from you know, well, like something Clemens Commons or something. Blackston Commons. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But this that isn't that old of a car in nineteen eighty whatever, eighty eight, I guess is are we at eighty? No, we're in eighty five right now. Eighty five. Okay, so that car isn't that old, so maybe he could rent it over here. Yeah, there's a lot of cars in this area that people they leave the old license, the British license plate or the German license plate on and just put it on the Oregon license plate because a lot of people bring their cars over. Yeah. Um and so maybe he just did that. That or, seems a little odd. He's an odd guy, Tay. Yeah, he definitely is. He most definitely is. But they're very specific in the script that it was an Aston That's Martin funny. DB5. Hmm. And they even mention it later that it's an Aston Martin DB5. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've decided I want to try to drive around in a car if the steering wheel on the wrong side and see if I can do it. Because there's people here, there's people here that do it. Recently driving in Germany and I was on the I was driving on the right side. It was really harrowing. <laughs> I would not yeah. recommend doing it then with the wrong side too, because oh my goodness. Yeah, it because you're on autopilot. The autobahn you know, when, is crazy. At our age, we're on autopilot, and I would just like I <laughs> yeah. would just go into the wrong. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. weird. So 
driving on the wrong side with on the raw with the steering wheel on the wrong side I, that would uh my brain would just fry we purposely didn't rent a car in london of course yeah. <laughs> or paris oh my god paris was crazy mm-hmm, the, the roundabouts and everything it was just wild mm-hmm. anyways so he gets in the car and rushes off the other person who he was spying on sees him and runs after him but doesn't really catch up to him obviously but the guy did have a gun for sure Mm -hmm. now it opens then in the script in the script it opens differently it goes from that last scene we just saw to the agency and billy's addressing half a dozen agents and including francine and lee and he's tossing folders to them as he talks he says it's simple the un is hosting the icep here in dc OIS had made some of the VIPs our responsibility. We're jumping on on them ASAP. (laughs) And then do we all know what that means? And dead silence. And then finally Francine says, I shouldn't answer. I heard this one on Jeopardy last night. (laughs) And then Billy says... He ignores her, uh, ignores the laughter. Itinerary schedules and personal data are in the dossiers. We'll use team tactics, full court press, sleep on your own time. That's it. Have fun. And then they kind of have another, uh, Billy then later says something else about uh, Jeopardy. Uh, He refers to Jeopardy. She says, wait a minute. How come he gets to handle a gorgeous marquee and then checking her folder and I get a 65-year-old assistant secretary of industrial mobilization from Tasmania? Billy says, because this isn't the dating game, Francine. And then he waits. Or Jeopardy. Cute. <laughs> kind of funny. That is cute. Yeah. little smart. And it's very in character, too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's totally how all of them interact with each other. For sure. Anyways, so that's how the script opens. But the episode actually opens with Dottie researching her their family tree mm-hmm. and watching you guys. Do you guys remember? Did you guys watch Princess Di getting married? Oh, a long time ago. Uh, yeah, obviously. It was a long time <laughs> I don't ago. remember any of She's it. She's been gone like, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I, I remember watching it, and it, she, it was just like a fairy tale, you know, princess getting, you know, literally a princess getting married. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really cool. But I totally remember it. And now that's what they're watching is the coronation and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, right. So this fun. is also the house on the ranch now, right? The opening? This one is the one. Or is it the other one in the neighborhood, but not the... Because it looks very different, you know, after watching yeah. season two. I think season... No, I think season three is the ranch. It looks like the ranch because the building next to it... Yeah, I have like to... The ranch, work, but, on the scene right now, we're cl- very close up on just on the door. So I'd have to have it pull back and look, but I don't know. It just looks so barren on the one side. Yeah, I think that's the one in the on the ranch. But Dottie's all excited because Amanda's got a date <laughs> with an Englishman, which, oh, that's weird. Yeah. I'm just thinking how that opens. She already knows she has a date and then they say it later. This is kind of out of order. So they did do it out of order because Amanda already knows she has a date with an Englishman, right? In a scene later, Billy comes up with the idea of having Amanda that's right. do the date. So they actually put this out of order mm-hmm. of how they yeah, were supposed right. to. And that's how that, why that thing in here, because after the one after the Jeopardy joke, they talk about him having come up with the idea of having Amanda take uh, mm-hmm. brand. And then they go to the Amanda scene at her house. Yeah. So they filmed it probably the right order and then, or whatever they, they edited it differently. That's a good point. That's funny. Anyway, so Dottie is just enamored with the whole 
English monarchy and Amanda is doing laundry or ironing. In the script it says she's ironing a dress, but clearly she's ironing a shirt. A very big shirt. Who would wear that shirt? Well, look at her shirt. Well, I know, but she's still tiny. That shirt wouldn't fit half of my body. It just looks big on her. But yeah. that shirt she's holding in is looks like a man's but shirt. But I mean, that, that shirt that she's wearing is still pretty big and poofy. Yeah, but you think I could fit in that? No. <laughs> no, but I think the one that she's holding would be similar to the one oh, she's wearing. Oh, it looks wearing. way bigger to me. Hmm. It just looks like that wide. Could be. Yeah. Maybe the director was putting her to work for some chores that he oh, had. Oh, that's pretty smart. And then the amazing king comes in. Uh, Jamie introduces him. He forgets. He's like, the amazing. He's like, king, you dork, or mm-hmm. something like that. You doofus. And then, oh, the, the amazing king, stupid. I love it. He goes, ladies and grandmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As if they're two separate, <laughs> totally separate things. <laughs> grandmas are not ladies. <laughs> so cute. I, I still snort laughter when I hear it's so cute though but apparently philip won the magic set by selling christmas cards <laughs> so that's what they did back then they'd like try like bri- bribe you into like selling all the yes. co- cookies or chocolates or whatever so you can win like like a booby prize you know <laughs> yeah hey, i got headphones one year man you what i was gonna say <laughs> I got the headphones girls. one year, or, or like a Walkman. It was a Walkman. I was going to say, you could probably use headphones right now, <laughs> Yeah, not, not those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. You got a headphone or a Walkman. Oh, my God. Did you, do you know what Walkmans are? I mean, did yeah. you, okay. Did mm-hmm. you have one? Uh, no, I, I mean, I had like a little radio that I carried around, but it wasn't like a true okay. Walkman. And then I had CD players. I had a CD Walkman. I don't know if they, they were called the same, but it was a CD one. Mm-hmm. And I would go running with it. This was when I was married, so... Tyler was maybe three. So like 2003, I had a CD one and then I would run with it in my hand. Mm -hmm. And one time I fell, I tripped on the sidewalk and went flying across the street and the CD went flying and it skipped, but it wasn't broken. (laughs) No way, man. Mine was cassette tapes only. I had those too, I'm sure. You'd have to wait forever for it to rewind. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) So Philip, I was going to say his real name, Uh, Philip is uh trying to do a magic trick and amanda's like um uh, philip i don't think that sweetheart do you think that's a good idea and he he's like no no it's fine mom and then he like takes the egg and hides it in his sleeve and then it falls right on the floor and she goes philip that was a very good try she's She's such a good mom yep i was thinking that because when i watched it i was thinking you just made a giant mess on the floor (laughs) that i'm gonna have to clean no no you know what it is that your grandmother's now gonna have to clean up (laughs) i know instead of good job philip i might have said philip you just made a giant i knew you were gonna do that i told you not to do that Mm -hmm. yeah Amanda was a very calm and composed mother. Very patient. Of course, it's good to note that she was. She knew she was being filmed. True. <laughs> so, especially since she had two boys. I don't know if we'd all act the same way if we knew we were being filmed. <laughs> Trust me, when my nephews do something like that, it her reaction is not nice. Try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's because with boys, you've seen it over and over yeah, and, and you know, you, you can fast forward and know exactly what's going to happen without having to do it. Totally. Okay. So now is when we get the scene with Billy going over the, all those acronyms mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does, he does say all those acronyms, ASAP, IECP, blah, blah, blah. And so he gives Lee a new assignment 
And then he says he needs to have somebody kind of be um, a tour guide. Roll out the red carpet mm-hmm. for the the employee. He's very, very keen to say employee of MI6. Mm-hmm. And it just ha- so happens that Lee gets assigned the chairman of the International Conference on Economic Progress, who actually ties in to what Brand is actually investigating. Right. Coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny how that works. I like those kind of coincidences. <laughs> it's called an Amanda coincidence. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Francine says, oh, and I get a 65-year-old industrial mobilization person from Tasmania. She's like, terrific. So this is a hilarious. I love this scene. Lee, when Lee um, hears that Billy's got Amanda in mind for doing that job, he's like, oh, great. And he goes, he goes, now last time she did that, she spent the evening arm wrestling the octopus from Interpol. I told her she wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. That's so funny. Then we get, oh, by the way, if you look at that scene, Bruce still has that big that. blue from it. his sunburn. I saw that. I yeah, it's wondering. really noticeable. You'd think the makeup people could do a better job. It must have been a really bad sunburn. Yeah, because this is a long this time. Is, I mean, it was in season two, like mm, the beginning, the episodes, beginning, the priest episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time for that sunburn. <laughs> yeah. My God, you know, the makeup wasn't very good back then. I guess not. <laughs> Holy cow! It was all like cakey and. They've come a long way. They really have, but holy cow, that must have been one hell of a sunburn. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Billy points out to Lee where Brand is sitting out there, where there's now a bench that there's never been a bench before, <laughs> but now all of a sudden there's a bench in that hallway. It's uh-huh. kind of funny. And uh, he, it looks like he has two different color pants on, too. It <laughs> each, does. Each leg looks yeah. like a darker version of the other one. And then he's got two different socks on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a hot mess. Yep. He's like dropping the newspaper he's reading. I mean, he's just hot like mess said, express. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Hot mess. Yes, very much so. <laughs> he's like, oh, Amanda's gonna kill me. Mm. So they're at the Bennington Club, which they actually use that again in season four in Do You Take the Spy, which I think is the same either writer or director from this one. Hmm. Yeah, I love her outfit. This I do too. That skirt, belt is so cute. Belt, that little shirt. She looks adorable, and her, I love that her hair is longer. Long, it's long she again. Looks, she looks Yay. really cute. She does, and she's so excited mm-hmm. about meeting an Englishman. <laughs> yep. Poor Amanda. I know. I love it. Lee's like this is Amanda. Yeah. Um, this isn't going to be exactly the way I described it. Okay. This guy is a little. Um, different uh, i'm sure he's a gentleman though. you promised no more grabbers no 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 no. this guy is is not a grabber believe me he's he's much better than that much what is he exactly he's an accountant uh, in pensions oh, oh that's really very exciting oh. you owe me for this from stetson <laughs> i love that that's so cute that look so <laughs> cute i know good gosh <laughs> Mm, delish. Yeah. So then <laughs> Brand gets up and he's got the tablecloth stuffed in his, <laughs> his pants. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. The thing is, is that it's in his belt. How yeah. did it get into his belt? Did he come did he come there with his, his belt undone? And he like realized it. No, I think he, he like stuffed it, it down. He was probably stuffing see, his napkin. But you could see the belt uh, with the tablecloth above it. <laughs> 
Because you could see the belt banded around the thing. So well, what was he doing with I it? I don't even want to know. Yeah, or maybe he was using the tablecloth as his napkin. Like That's what I mean. He yeah. had it like on his lap as a napkin, and then he oh. stuffed it, and then it somehow got stuffed in there. Well, and you cut this out, but he could have been doing something under the tablecloth. Oh! Jen, <laughs> he's too innocent to do that, okay? Does he doesn't he? do anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Ever. All he does he's is a, play with numbers. That's he's a virgin. He with. Yeah, he probably is, to be fair. Probably. <laughs> he's got to lose all that tension somehow. <laughs> oh. Wow, we just went really dark on the first episode of season Sorry, three. Sorry, Harvey, Jason. This is not a reflection yes. of you, just your character. That's so funny. Uh, but she does have a glass of wine. I think I would too. In this situation, situation? we're babysitting someone. Yeah, probably. Yep. I do like, I like that shirt. It's very soft looking, but it's also like just super cute. Yeah. Okay, so I remember when we were watching this originally, I recognize that booth from one of the other episodes and I can picture the guy. I feel like it was in season one where she wears that blue dress. I think it was the seventh episode. Oh, remember she goes yeah. and meets that yeah. body. Say, um, um, above and service above and beyond. Yeah. With, yeah. um, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't this look similar to that? Like the, that booth yeah. style? Yeah. 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 We'd have to, we'd have to double check it, but mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Yeah. Like that shell style. Mm-hmm. When she was playing Victoria Greenwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this. So he he's like, I'm going to have a martini vodka. <laughs> and then he says, very cold, a stirred, not shaken with a twist. Because James Bond was always sh- uh, shaken, not stirred. Mm-hmm. Right? So he has to do the opposite. Like, yeah. And Amanda's face, too. Is she's, just, probably like, like, she's probably like, she's probably like, am I getting punked? <laughs> <laughs> but then why does she say, it's funny, you seem awfully familiar. Have we met? Why does she know. say that? I think it's because that they're playing on the James Bond thing. I don't think she was getting punked. Like, I think she like, why does that sound familiar? Like, and then she, you know, gets okay. It. But I mean, he's so the antithesis of James exactly, Bond. Yeah. But so he figures out that that's why he's doing it, right? Huh. Because he wants to be, I guess. Maybe. Could be. I think that's why. Yeah. This is one case where the tie bar does not do it for me. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Wow. That's really quite shocking. <laughs> it would have been fun to play that character, Mr. Brand. Yeah. His yeah, English so is like so like over the top. Yeah, it's It'd so be fun to like, do it. aristocratic. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell it's very put on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's probably got like a Cockney accent, yeah. you know, in his in the character's real life, mm-hmm. you know? But he's putting in this on so much. It's yep. so funny. I love how he's like trying to be cool and get the cigarettes out and he totally fumbles it and then he like puffs on it and then he's like choking to death and I love it she's like no I don't smoke and then he starts coughing and then she hands him water and then she puts out the cigarette herself and she goes you probably shouldn't either (laughs) his hair is so it's like a bowl cut Mm -hmm. it looks like a wig it kind of does. But he just is like choking. She's like, oh, I swear. She probably thinks she's getting punked. <laughs> and then look at her. She puts yeah. it out for him. You probably shouldn't smoke either. <laughs> and then he's just putting out a whole another one. He must go through like 12, 12 cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. like one puff each. Just keeps them lit. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, you could do that. Now mm-hmm. you can't. Thank God. Yep. Well, you can't. But vaping is sort of taken over, which I hate. True. Yeah, but look at, I mean... Have you guys noticed anybody doing less of it since all that? Not at all. Dueling, I mean, my kids in in high school, it's just terrible. Do your kids do it, Jen? 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> that you know of? And I know this because we've had very long discussions, but they are pressured. They feel bad, you know, like that they're not doing it. They're like, they're all, everybody has them and they're all cool cases and colors. And we have somebody flavors. at work, a friend of theirs knows that they're a friend of theirs. Best friend was in a coma and then has now is now on the lung transplant list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just say, well, there's fueling and there's vaping, which are different, but I, I say shame on the companies, the tobacco companies for Agreed. cut this out, but making it cool again, right? Because we just sort of got through this, hey, smoking's bad for you. We don't want people smoking in restaurants. We went it away. And now it's the cool. It made it cool. Yeah. You know, it's safe. It's not smoke. It's right. It was, it was so, marketed as a safer alternative as right. well. Yeah. And clearly not. For teenagers. Yeah. They knew the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Love that stuff, all the you know? celebrities they got doing it oh really um, they did yeah like the instagram influencers and stuff Jeez. yeah it makes me mad because it's mm-hmm. actually worse for you yeah than cigarettes. so mm-hmm. uh, anyway i'll stay off my soapbox but <laughs> yeah it is bad though it's awful yeah. but amanda at least knows that true kate used to smoke long 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 ago but mm. all of us have our own little dirty secrets are you about to tell us one of yours? <laughs> I, I smoked. I smoked for years. Did you really? Really? Yeah. I, I was with theater people. I mm, smoked Those from, damn theater people. <laughs> they forced 20 you? To, <laughs> 20 to 25. Do you miss it? No, not anymore. My Every once in a while. A smoker. What? Really? I just said my, my sister is a big smoker. She can mm. just never quit. She got into it in high school. High school is like the formative yep. age. Yeah. That's what... Uh, well college well, i had friends that's in high school but i didn't until i didn't until i got to college and was with all the theater people who did it but i was never like i would it would take me three or four days to go through a pack i was more a social smoker mm. so it wasn't as hard for me to quit but every once in a while when i go out and i'm with somebody that's doing it i'm like mm, but no <laughs> you know i know this is yeah. going to come to a sh- as a shock to you guys but i've never even taken a puff of one yeah i did i haven't you either I've, I've taken a puff one puff probably literally no i grew up with four parents that smoked so it really turned me off yeah my dad did too my dad smoked and uh oh it was awful my grandparents did but my parents did not <laughs> and my brother and i both did wow. but both of us have quit I'm, I'm just way too stubborn to have anything have a big hold on me like that yes right mm-hmm. like i don't want to be just, that's why i don't like don't taking worry. medications because i don't want to be like beholden to some you know pill or something mm-hmm. but you were able to quit miranda so the good for you but yeah, some people they just can't they yeah. Do, yeah. literally can't certain it's, addictive yeah. personalities yeah exactly i mean well I'm, not, I'm the same way with medications too i every time somebody tries to keep me on a medication i take stop taking it so i don't have that that's one thing i'm not addicted to i'm obsessive about many other things <laughs> but <laughs> I guess well, my addiction is scarecrow. <laughs> I'm addicted to my acid reflux medicine because I don't want to have acid reflux. Mm. <laughs> well, there you go. Sounds reasonable. It's not like a painkiller. I mean, yeah. 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 I, with Tyler, with my son having cystic fibrosis, like I don't want anything near my lungs. Like, like I, I know how important it is. Like he right. fights every day to clear his lungs so he can breathe, you know, and then these yeah. people that are smoking and stuff and now they're going to take healthy lungs, you know, from people that are sick born Mm -hmm. with an illness or and then these people are doing it to themselves like drives me nuts yep well what's sad too is just air toxics regulations i have to say we should take better care of the nation's lungs by having better control on air emissions because we're all breathing it you can't Mm -hmm. get away from it right right 
Right. I'm just glad I live over here and not on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Yes. But I always tell people, you know, don't live near a major road, um, even a small road, because just the exhaust from the cars is an increase your cancer risk by a lot. Wow. Well, I'm I mean, glad I live just, out in the country a little bit more than country is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about it when I choose a house, what's the air shed, you know, mm-hmm. major. You can test it down. too. <laughs> the scientist. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just a big, I mean, California has great air regulations. We're trying to get some, but not all states do because there's no federal regulations and, you know, school buses, diesel. I mean, it's just horrible for your lungs. Sorry. I'll stop. talking. No, that, yeah, it's true though. <laughs> We are educating. I know. I was going to say it's a it's a public service announcement by Mrs. King's Chronicles. That's right. The more you know. Take care of your lungs. Take care of your lungs. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Brand. (laughs) So now James feels like Amanda's a kindred spirit to Mm -hmm. him, and he says, "I, I, I'm a rather good judge of character. In our business, one has to stay alive. I think." You have what it takes. Can I trust you? She's like, well, I guess probably you can. Yeah. <laughs> so Amanda like, and then he lifts up things on the table, like make sure it's not bugged. Right. <laughs> so then he ex- goes on to explain that for the past seven years, he's been following a Soviet, Soviet agent. He, he thinks that this particular person is wormed his way into the British government. And she's like, <laughs> she's probably again thinking, am I getting seriously punked? Yeah. She goes, aren't you in the, in the money? I mean, pensions. <laughs> <laughs> pensions. Pensions are gone. Long gone. He's like, pensions. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. Winks. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean he's stolen them all? Or does it mean right. like it's a cover? <laughs> I think he's saying it's a cover. <laughs> okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was hoping. He's, I love it. All the words he comes up, this dodgy scoundrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he's saying he's here in Washington and he's, he's you know, going to wreak havoc uh, mm-hmm. on the U.S. Mm-hmm. And he wants to catch him in the act, as a good spy would, right? He's like, you better duck, just in case. She goes, I better duck? It's armed with tear gas canister. It is not open correctly. She's like, oh, just a moment. And then she hides. So do you think she believes him? Or do you think she's like humoring him? Or do you think she's kind of humoring him? And just in case he's he's legit, she's going to hide. That one. (laughs) I I choose choose the last option. (laughs) Totally. Doesn't think that it's going to come out in tear gas, but she's not willing to take the She's seen some weird shit in her life. Yeah, things that she wouldn't have expected so best not to take any chances but yeah i mean the way that she looks as she's just like kind of slumping to the side down there she's like oh what am i doing what's my life come to well he's just crazy enough to have tear gas in there i mean seriously mm-hmm. yeah to be fair this is their first meeting so mm-hmm. so he's got this big old file old folder file folder mm-hmm. full of incriminating evidence apparently against a soviet agent and she's so happy that he wants her help. She's like, and you want my help? And she's, she's kind like, of why? Yeah, she's yeah. kind of preening like, on it. Well, because you and I are kindred spirits. We march to the beat of the same drummer. And she's like, uh, I'm going to need a drink for that. <laughs> she goes, you know, I actually, I was told to help you. <laughs> Do you think she's like a thrill seeker at this point? I mean, she obviously gets, I, I don't want to sound like perverse. She obviously gets off by... 
this excitement I think this and is intrigue and different all that. for her because he's coming to her and saying like i could use your help i think right. that you can offer something valuable and it's not just a happy circumstance where someone's thanking her after the fact they're coming out and seeking like he's seeking her help right you know, for whatever reason and it's not just a menial task for babysitting or being a tour guide it's like you know he he feels he has a strong case and he wants to share it with her and he wants to get her take and her help yeah. with it yeah, which yeah. i like because it it gives her that confidence boost of like you know what i can do this i don't have to do everything with lee yeah although i mean it's quite nice to do things with lee i agree i enjoy the visual but i think from the start amanda's always been i, I don't want to say a thrill seeker but she's always been up for an adventure thinking yeah that she, she enjoys the excitement yeah and yeah. intrigue of it yeah exactly it so, challenges her it excites her it gets her out of her normal everyday drum, life yeah yeah Right, which it sort of leads to the conversation that they have later that she and he have later in the car. But mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah. definitely think that, yes, she's going to seek it out if it's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it seems to be a magnet to her, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think she's always open to listening to information. But I think if he had given her something that she didn't believe. Yeah, that she, she was like, super I'm skeptical out. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's very open. Like, Lee, Lee may never have even listened to what he had to say. For to sure. Begin oh, with. He, he wouldn't have. He would have just blown the guy off. Mm-hmm. In that packet, he must have presented, you know, obviously good evidence about what was going on, which mm-hmm. convinced her to help out. Because she's smart. I mean, I don't think oh, she just totally. go along with some crazy scam. Exactly. Scam. She obviously saw a thread of like, oh, that's logical that mm-hmm. you would make that assumption. And you know. she's intrigued at this point. Yeah. She hasn't seen anything right. yet, but right. she's at least willing to hear him out. Whereas, mm-hmm. like you guys said, if, if someone else had been babysitting him or meeting him here, they probably wouldn't have given him the time of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of neat how he does kind of eventually we'll probably talk about present his like kind of financial forensics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a cool way to find out, yeah. you know, investigate a crime. He and came track. prepared. Yeah. Seven years. Yep. For sure. It's not usually how you catch criminal mm-hmm. or terrorist. So they're outside. I'm, I'm not sure where he's at. Where I feel like, is this the UN? It could be. Or it's meant to well, be. Well, meant to be. It like seems with like all, all those, those flags. flags. It's and not then... all. I mean, it's not all the flags like you would think right. would be, but it's definitely a government building. Mm-hmm. And he's telling her, he's like, I'm booked. I, I got this. I, mm. I think it's IEP. Mm, there's a C in there. It is probably the UN because it says UN is hosting the ICEP here in DC. So yeah, that's probably what it is. And he's saying, you know, I'm booked solid for the next three days with this. And I've got diplomats, kings, earls. And you run in this posturous story by me about some Russian agent who's going to single-handedly destroy capitalism. (laughs) Where did he get that outfit? What's wrong with that outfit? Her hair's much puffier here with that wind. It is at that close-up shot, but when oh, they're far dimples? away just looking at them, Good God. it's not. The dimples. See, it's more flat here. Yeah. Lee looks like our uh, Mrs. King's Chronicles picture here. What episode is oh, that? Yeah. Oh, that's from um, season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he, like, yeah, jumps out of the alley and mm-hmm. looks up. That's in Germany. Look, Munich. Like yeah. It's not Lee. <laughs> Yummy Lee, you mean? <laughs> yeah. So... Now we're seeing Kenneth Clayton Dobbs, the seventh Earl to Twickingsham. I'm sure I'm not saying that properly. So he finally listens, agrees, because I'm sure Amanda bugged him, bugged him, bugged him. And now James is going through his slideshow Mm -hmm. uh, for Lee. And Amanda's kind of like sitting there going, okay, show him that. Tell him that. Mm -hmm. Like, don't forget this. And uh, he's like, and there's strings. And he goes, oh, nice strings. And it turns around and there's a picture of of him (laughs) with two two, uh, beach bunnies Mm -hmm. in bikinis. (laughs) 
And he's like, oh, that's me in Torquay. <laughs> and Amanda's <laughs> laughing. He was terribly sorry. Uh, where was I? <laughs> and Lee and Amanda share a little funny mm-hmm. look. So he's going back to like, he's cheated on his entrance exams for university and to get into Cambridge and all this. And then, and Lee's kind of bored with it. (laughs) And he's saying it's all part of a carefully considered plan. And after Cambridge, the Earl entered the foreign office where he started mucking things up wherever he was stationed. The Suez in 56, the Congo in 60, Rhodesia in 85. 65. 65. Oh, thank you. Rhodesia in 65. Last year, he, he was in Luxembourg. Luxembourg. And then Lee's like, Luxembourg? He's like, what, the default of the World Bank loan? He's like, precisely. I rest my case. Yes. The chalkboard comes down. Good day, sir. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> respectfully submitted, James Brand. <laughs> and he's like, and the very next target is the US. Mm-hmm. So he's been tracking him for years and years. And now it's taken him here to the U.S. I love he almost falls out of the chair and grabs yes. his goat. He's just so... God, he's so awkward. So quirky. He's awkward. He's quirky. I would think... Awkward. I, I'm awkward because I let what my actions do affect how I'm feeling. That's awkward when someone recognizes it. He's quirky because he doesn't give a rat's patootie about the situation. He just, he just moves on. Like, he doesn't care. So he's quirky. That's a quirky okay. person. I will accept that. Except you're not. I am definitely an awkward no, you're alley. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. I feel this episode has really brought out psychoanalysis of you, like Lexi. So I appreciate the insight. Taya just thinks it's weird that I gravitate so much to this character, but I'm I like love him. I think he's wonderful. He's literally my favorite guest star of the whole series, even more than Emily, like Jean Stapleton. Yeah, like, I just really like I really admire and any character that's like this. That's just like so weird. Pink Panther. I bring that up all the time. Inspector Clouseau. He's mm-hmm. the exact same way. Mr. Bean. Oh yeah, Mr. Bean. You know, for like sure. those yeah. characters. They're just they're it's so, so funny. different from me, and I know I could never be that carefree. Mm-hmm. They're just never in their head. So that's why and you admire always it. Always in my head. Well, and I always so, had a hard time because I'm like, yeah. you hate, like you hate karaoke because you hate watching people make a fool of themselves. Yes. You So that's why I think, mm-hmm. well, why would you like this guy? Because he's so awkward. And it seems like you would be like, like when Amanda does things and you're like, oh my God. But if it's just her, I don't mind. It's when other people see it and then it, like she cringe. recognizes, she's like, Oh, you know what? I was like really weird at that. That's where the cringe happens. So when they're just quirky and they don't care and they're just blowing it off, like nobody, that, you, I admire okay. that. It's an it's an admiration. I think you're thing. right, Jen. More insight. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I agree with you. I mean that's one thing I've struggled with my teenage daughters is mm-hmm. teaching them to do what they want to do. Yep. And not worry what other people think. Right. And, you know, and as you get older, the, the more, honestly, I used to worry about all that stuff. And then, and I still do to some extent, you know, for professional reasons and things like that. But the more, the older you get, I feel like the less inhibited I am about that stuff. And I'm like, screw it. I don't care if the person thinks I'm a, you know, See, a that's so bitch funny. or something, you know? I'm completely the opposite. I could not have cared less what people thought of me when I was like a teenager and mm-hmm. as I get older like I, I become more aware of how I look when I do things so mm-hmm. like I'm exactly the opposite 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're going to get worse, I think the yeah. bottom line is just that I'll say this and stop. Is that you just have to be happy with what you're doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're constantly. I mean, I think you have to be aware, but you also have to do, be true to yourself and and just be yourself and yeah. not always worry about, hey, am I am I doing something that you know people aren't going to like or my friends aren't going to like? I mean, Kaylee, she switched sports this year mm-hmm. and friend groups. She completely turned over to a whole new friend group in high school, which wow. is amazing. I was very proud of her, actually. The girls that she hangs out with now, I really like. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for people, I think, to really do that, to like break out of whatever mold they've been put in by whoever, parents even. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good conversation, Lexi. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just hate internally. I hate looking a fool more than more than like I don't fixate on what other people thought of me. At least now, I don't. I don't. I can't say that I ever did, but it's just how I feel that I look. Not not how they because I'll just do what I want always, like no matter what. But yeah, just I don't want to look dumb to me. Like mm-hmm. if I feel like I didn't present myself in the best way, right? Then that's what I think. You're just too on. hard on yourself. I mean, yes, you're probably that is correct. <laughs> I see her almost every day and I will agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. If you're interacting with someone, you probably know more about the topic than they do. You just have to think about that. Mm. So you're not presenting yourself badly. (laughs) Like I... I can't. You're, I'm starting to get red again. I'm just oh, thinking, no, you're fine. It's like bringing up all the. Oh. Ah, okay, so. Don't be a perfectionist. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. perfect. So, in the script, on that note, yeah. in the script, um, at the scene, this is kind of funny. So, when Brand's saying, you know, at Cambridge, he hobnobbed with the upper crust, lying about his background, joining the right clubs, yada, yada, yada. Lee says, why didn't anyone blow the whistle on this guy? And Brand says, you have to understand the English. A gentleman never questions another gentleman. Shrugging. Besides, young Glendower had created an impeccable persona, so they must have changed his name. He easily convinced the global lads he was a marquee. Lee looks skeptical. Amanda's excited. And then Amanda says, he's obviously a very clever man. It's like me, faking my way into the, the Chevy Chase Country Club and Francine is in this scene at, in the script that would be unbelievably clever sarcastically and Amanda gives Francine a withering look warming to the presentation Brand takes a cigarette out taps it against his case it breaks so does a second discreetly he puts the case away <laughs> <laughs> and then Francine's the one that says Luxembourg you mean the default on the world bank loan so they completely cut Francine out of this mm-hmm. completely and we missed a little uh, snarky comment from her yeah. toward Amanda oh we will get it later on though yeah and then also in this same yeah we haven't gotten there in the episode but it's right here Mm -hmm. again francine's still there and you know how she says lee says we've got to id this guy how quick can you run a d20 photo match francine and then amanda rather proudly says actually we already did one off lee's look well you've been so busy with the marquee and i've got a d20 clearance this part's different and francine says to lee you gave her a d20 and lee says that was to fix my parking tickets amanda and amanda sheepishly says i know but they never took it back (laughs) (laughs) wow so he was using yes misusing government government security clearance for his own gain yes i'm glad they took that out (laughs) because lee stetson would never do that oh the hell he wouldn't (laughs) Uh, Isn't that funny, though? I feel like he would try and use his charm to get out of it more than, like, circumvent the system, though. Yeah, you're, you're probably I don't think right. he would do... I, he's not an underhanded kind of guy, and that's an underhanded yeah. move. I think he would try and yeah. get out of it. And I, I don't think Amanda would have done it for him anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's even a better point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wouldn't have asked, but she wouldn't have done it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, he would have claimed like it was uh, business, mm-hmm. important security business that yeah. he had to take care of. Therefore, yeah, I got a parking ticket. So yeah. it's an agency problem. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out his pictures that he yeah. took and he's like super proud of them. They're all blurry and mm. far away. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> he's like, do you recognize this bloke? <laughs> or what about this bird? Which a bird for English is women. Oh, a chick, mm-hmm. you know. Now, those are terrible pictures. They're horrible. <laughs> They're all blurry. All the angles. Yeah. Is <laughs> that camera like I used one of those? They were awful. Yeah. But I was like, I don't but know. But it was good enough and to run through their facial recognition. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Miranda. <laughs> right. I like how she's like, oh yeah, we already did it. So she said it's Munson, Edward J. Lives in DC. <laughs> well, you know, we you were so busy with the Earl, you know. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like trying not to be smug, like yeah. He like purses his love. Uh huh. He goes, well, let's see if Mr. Eddie Munson plans on coming out of retirement. So they all head out, and this is where we get to meet Stanley Chow, mm-hmm. Doctor Payne. Mm-hmm. He does not look like he could inflict it. Oh, he just doesn't. He, he does knows, though. He does, but he does not look it. <laughs> he's so funny. He's like, uh, and she goes, he goes, that's our martial arts master, and she goes, you mean that little? <laughs> what does she say? That sweet little man. Yeah, that's sweet little man and she like has him down like at her shoulder height <laughs> which actually it's not too far off actually she goes who is that nice man he goes that nice man is dr stanley chow and the prancing is like we call him dr Payne. <laughs> she gets a lot of excitement out of that i think so once a year they have to visit stanley so that kind of makes it funny because you think oh well then when amanda became spoiler alert when amanda became, became an agent then she'd have to go against mm-hmm. dr Payne. yeah i can't i just really can't imagine amanda in a, in a hand hand intense martial arts combat situation yeah right she looks like you just blow her like we could kill her yeah all we have to do is (laughs) pop right down she'd have to have props available too yeah hair dryer throw at them whipped cream (laughs) a hose Sugar for the gas tank. A lamp. Sugar for the gas tank. (laughs) All things in the housewife agent's arsenal. (laughs) I love it. She's like, Lee, be very careful with him. And then he's like, looks can be a deceiving Amanda. Those chaps can handle themselves. (laughs) And Lee's like, lucky me. (laughs) So we are outside of a building now, which uh, we'll learn later is Munson's apartment. And inside is the Earl of Twickenshim, as well as the forger, Munson. And Earl's picking up bills that are in various stages of transparency or opacity, I guess I should say. So some of them look really dark and he's got them drying on like a a clothing line and some of them are really light. Apparently it's a chemical that makes the ink on the money fade in sunlight. So the Earl's curious. After time, yeah. Yeah. Yep. After a specific amount of time. So there's apparently 5,000 gallons of ink that's delivered every month and he takes out a really small jar in comparison that will apparently contaminate this whole tanker 5,000 gallons of ink. So he's really happy with his work and he's like, uh, well, you know, Naive we got the bastard. money. Yeah. <laughs> and the Earl throws him a packet, which looks very small in comparison. Like, extreme, like a very small amount of money. Right. Then he squirts something okay, in his that's, eye. I was, okay, Julia and I, when we were watching it, we were like, is that a knife? Did he, like, shank something in No, he, he squirted squirt something, something in his eye. Yes. Okay, so he squirted something and that made him pass out. It, like. Because he wasn't dead on the floor. Right. He was alive. That's why he's blowing him up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like the clothespin look he has on his shirt. Whatever it was, it's causing him severe pain. Yep. And then he like falls down. Slumps over. Yeah. In front of his uh, stove. 
And then the Earl <clears throat> gets to work. He pokes hole, uh, holes in a sugar thing. It's attached to a lamp. He turns on the oven. So the gas is coming out and leaves. Has his gloves on. Now, what would he have done mm-hmm. if this guy had an electric oven and didn't have a bag of sugar just laying around? <laughs> Just curious. Yeah. Maybe he brought the sugar. Okay. It's in his arsenal. Different kind of explosive. Right. So the gas. But what do you do with the gas? (laughs) All again, very coincidental. That's true. But necessary. Mm -hmm. It's just funny. He could have just Molotov cocktailed the whole place and let the guy burn. But this, they say this is his, this is his MO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His signature. Yeah. Signature. Do you think, okay. Do you think that this is the first time that Earl and Munson have met? No. 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 Okay. Then maybe he's already been to the apartment so he already knew yeah <laughs> he planned he already he already knew he, he already had this plan in place yep maybe he told him he needed he needed sugar for his tea or something he's english right <laughs> you never know and um by the way chap yep. um do you have a gas stove or electric <laughs> no i mean if he's <laughs> there kissing, you know you could tell him it's a gas stove or electric come on work with me <laughs> so funny oh that's great so he's very precise with this rigging he's got going mm-hmm. on like he's got it down to a science for sure the the lamp is perfectly the tilted on corn. the edge he used the form yes. phone corn yep just waiting for that sugar to pour out and pop that light bulb mm-hmm. and poof mm-hmm. Louis. so lee and amanda and james all roll up to the uh, across the street from munson's that's apartment. not amanda or bruce that's not kate or bruce but why that why is... wouldn't it be what, like, what you can tell go look i you're right like as soon as you said it i'm like yeah yeah she's right but why would they like because they have an upper shot and they do those later they don't want to waste they don't want to make kate and bruce sit there and, and have to wait it's so far away and then no just they have to reset so then they have to go back up there so mm-hmm. then they're like they'll just do those side ones later hmm. okay. but you can always tell when it's them <laughs> the yeah. woman you can never have a woman that's the same size as kate kate's so tiny yeah you know and bruce looks different too you know you can tell the difference yeah. So Lee and James are talking about who's going to go in and check out the apartment. Amanda volunteers to stay behind, just kind of monitor the cars, be the lookout. Which is rare for her. Very rare. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, though, if a Corvette and an Aston Martin were left behind, I would stay behind, too. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. To protect them. Mm-hmm. Guard the car. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really like little cars, so the Aston Martin is pretty Oh, I do like. I didn't that. think you'd like it. Yeah, I do like it. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. car, though. But that old, that old yeah, that's one, an I, old one. I huh. do like. I know, which is weird. Yeah, I don't really like little cars. Yeah, I'm surprised. But I think it looks. It'd be cool. fun to drive as a stick shift too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Definitely, I love driving. I don't a get stick. to do anymore. I need to borrow someone's car so I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So James uh, knows exactly which apartment to go to. One F. Checking on Munson. It looks like it says if. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Lee says he smells gas. So he's thinking there's a leak. And then the lamp tips over. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Bad guy comes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So windows are blown out. Amanda's hiding behind the car. And luckily Lee and James emerge from a smoke filled hallway. Billowing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did good with that explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yep. looks good. It's been a fun day out the studio. Mm-hmm. Them blow that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she runs over and grabs them, makes sure that they're both okay. And uh, we cut back and all the authorities are there. Francine's there, the agency's normal police. Lee talks with Billy, summarizes the situation. Definitely not uh, an accident and definitely mm-hmm. not suicide. Yep. And that's where he tells them 
that that's Clayton Dobbs' MO. Yep. That seems dumb because then later they'll track all that back to you. Kind of like, I know. In, uh, what is it, Home Alone or whatever the, the Christmas movie yeah, is. Yeah, right. They turn the water on on all the houses they burglarize. The water bandits or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Take like, it up a little they bit. They like leave a signature, mm-hmm. yeah. It's his trademark. That's what she says. And then Billy, who usually will go out on a limb, is like super stingy uh, mm-hmm. on his trust on this. He goes, quite an imagination you have there. And, and then he's like, with all due respect, that's not an imagination. That bomb isn't an imagination. Which, good point, James. You know, yep. way to stand up against authority. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining, you know, he's spent seven long, hard years trying to get London to listen and no one listens. He's like, you're an accountant. Yeah, which is kind of rude of yeah. Billy. Like, if, uh, like if he's bringing this Obviously this is something not fake. just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very demeaning, which mm-hmm. isn't usually like That's Billy. how they treat Amanda sometimes, yeah. though, you know? But then Lee's like, hey, Clayton Dodd's throwing a party at an estate where he's staying. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, it's going to be ec- economists and diplomats, people you, he's known for years. They can maybe get some information. He even looks cute dirty. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you should be there anyway. Francie, you be his backup. He, he goes, we'll take it from here, he tells Amanda and James, which is so condescending. Yep. Like, you go home, pat mm-hmm. their heads, you know. He's like, well, it's only a garden party. What could happen? Yeah, so good for Lee for saying, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, let them be involved. There's no risk. You right. should know better. Keep, but... keep an eye on them <laughs> kind of thing. And, yeah. I mean, that's his partner. Yeah. Why would you send Amanda home? Mm-hmm. You know? He's like, okay, okay, but remember, you're just window shopping. No involvement. No, sir. No involvement. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> How many times can Amanda say sir? Mm-hmm. She's like, thanks a lot, Lee. <laughs> you heard Billy. You're just watching, right? Okay, coming up, this is why I love Mr. Brand. This okay. like, patented move. I'm going to submit him for consideration for our category. Okay, but we have to explain the category Yes, then. so let's go ahead and explain it. Okay. I think you'll do a better job, and then I can nominate him for... Well, I'll say it. Okay, so... Lexi mentioned in our intro mm-hmm. that we are going to be adding some new features into our podcast. And this is the first one that we're going to be talking about. So throughout season three, each of us MKC ladies are going to nominate. We get two votes per category. We have seven categories. Mm-hmm. So there will be eight options for each category. And we'll do this throughout the season. So we have to use them very wisely because they have to <laughs> they have to last the whole season and then at the end of the season we'll have all the fans will then be able to vote on the eight choices per category and then pick their favorite and then majority will win on that and those categories are gold star guest star crimes against fashion amanda antics stetson standouts sensational sidekicks cutest couple moments and wonderful one-liners. <laughs> so on each category, each of the four of us will vote for two for each category. And then we'll have eight options for everybody to vote on per category. And mm-hmm. at the end, we'll show uh, have everybody do the votes. And we'll show you what was chosen. Yes. Should be fun. So. Of course. For Gold Star Guest Star, I'm using one of my two options for Mr. James Brand. He is adorable and quirky and wonderful and many things I wish I could be. But truly, his Cobra Death Grip is inspiring. Uh, so <laughs> this this particular scene where he just comes up with what we find out is his own move, performs it on himself, and demonstrates it for Lee and Amanda. That in the really, middle of the street. In the middle of the street. Again, not a care in the world. A car could be coming. James Brand doesn't care. 
care. He just, he does what he wants to do when he wants to do it and he doesn't care at all. So anyway, Gold Star guest star, James Brand. Okay, we got to write that one down. <laughs> yes. Can you uh, yes, take care of that? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, okay. And so now Lee's on his way to go see Dr. Payne. And as Lexi just mentioned, James is trying to help out. And he's like, hey, uh, I've done a little uh, studying of this Eastern stuff myself. He's like, I appreciate it, Bran, but uh, I told you before I could handle myself. He's like, yes, yes, look, here's a little something I picked up in the Punjab. The Cobra Death Grip. <laughs> Amanda just rolls her eyes. And then I love how he falls right to her feet and like pulls on her skirt a little bit. And she just stands there and watches him. She doesn't try to catch him. She just lets him like fall. It's so funny. Oh, I love it. Speaking of nominations, <laughs> um, I will be pulling out mine, and I think I speak for most of us, if not all of us, in voting Amanda's pink pajamas as crimes against fashion. I'm certain it's quite comfortable. I don't know if it's the combination of the Pepto-Bismol color or the silkiness of it um, <laughs> or the quilted lapel. Um, it just all doesn't work. It's it's quite frightening and I have to nominate that one as one of my two for crimes against fashion. So you know I'm very adamant on this one because there's so many to pick from. Yeah. Um, to be in this fair, season, but I'm picking this one. I I second your nomination. <laughs> I'm not using it as yes, mine. You don't but have I, to. I but you you're Thank you're behind you for, me on that one for all of from all of us okay. for nominating it. What are you guys? Are you guys behind me on that too? I support it. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. especially the pants. I mean, the pants are really the whole thing. I mean, yeah. the quilted. If you broke top, it up a little bit or something, you know. But it's just all the sh- I mean, the shell, the jacket, yep. the pants. It's. It's just frightening. Yeah. And and not only, you know, you can go wardrobe, what were you thinking? But then, Kate, where is it? <laughs> yes, the in to real an event. life. Yeah. In real life. In real like, life. Like, As Kate Jackson, not as Amanda King, right. housewife. Right. Kate Jackson, she liked, mega she superstar. Oh, I'm certain she did. Yeah. She had a white one that was similar. We're looking at it from 2019. I totally get it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Asterisk next to that. For sure. Okay. So when when Taya and I watched this too, uh, a current star, Demi Lovato, wore a similar outfit. Remember, it was that navy blue. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, it doesn't work then and it doesn't work now. Right. It, the updated version looked just as terrible as the 1980s one. Even in a color, I would rather wear. Maybe. Yeah. Much better. I it have to say, she looks awful. better in the white one that she, that she wears. Kate does. But it's, it's still a sheet set. It's it's awful. It's still very, I just, yeah. I can't. It's mm-hmm. just bad. So yes, this is um, my nomination for sure. Stamp of approval, Taya Johnston. Yeah. Respectfully, respectfully submitted. submitted. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wasn't it. this the era, though, where this, the, the shiny satin oh, fabric for sure. was really coming in? I'm trying to remember if it was like mid to late 80s. It seemed like it just exploded. Right. I, um, but even watching this at the time when it was first came out, I was like, oh, what what is that? That's just gross. <laughs> And it, it really and hit like, the wedding scene hard, I think, like with the dresses. Oh, like, yeah. The bridesmaid dresses, for sure. But is this also the first time, as, as I'm staring at this outfit, that she wears her sparkly heart necklace? Did she wear it before this? Uh, this might be the first time, technically. Like you know, season three? Season three, because that's when she starts wearing this in season three. Do you guys know where yeah, she I, got it from when she got that necklace in real life? Uh, wasn't it Saturday Night Live or something? Yep, she got it yep it was from... Um, when she hosted, right? Yeah. What's the 
Starts with a C. The really fancy place. Cartier? Cartier. Mm. It's from Cartier. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted something shiny against her black turtleneck for the, like, the, the cameras to pick up. Wow. It definitely does. I respect that. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it became like Amanda's signature, you know. Yeah. It, do- it totally cute. does. Yep. And then the earrings. She always wears those earrings. She's mm-hmm. been wearing those since season one. Yep. Oh, I wanted to point out, Jen, earlier she had uh, studs in her ears. I know it's probably not recent to you, but I was just editing. And oh, you God. mentioned, you're like, does she have pierced ears? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, she wears studs. Well, she's wearing, she was wearing studs earlier. Mm. Yeah. I think it's because... Yeah, maybe episodes before she was wearing clip-ons or yeah, something. Yeah, she wears clip-ons a lot. Yeah, I would hate that pinching. I know. My grandma's yeah. always had those and I would borrow, you know, like wear them before I got my ears pierced. And uh, they, they always pinched. Yeah, and all I can think about is migraine. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Migraine. So I do want to point out. It's, You're right, the skirt thing. Yeah, it kind of pulls just She just lost it a little bit. There. Mm-hmm. So Dottie says, I, Amanda says, You're still climbing the family tree? She's like, We seem to be related to the fourth Earl of Chipstead. She goes, Silly Sot. Silly, silly Sot. Left his wife for a public publican's daughter who was pregnant. And Amanda's like, What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes a little gossip. By the Earl's own brother-in-law, the King's uh, Viceroy of France. She goes, what happened? A duel, naturally, (laughs) Dottie says. I mean, they killed each other. That little tart ran off with Louis II. (laughs) Can you imagine doing ancestry back then? I know. Miranda, don't you do it? Yes, I do it. I've been doing it since the early 90s, though, too. That's crazy. But now I started it when when I was in high school. Wow. Yeah, now it's online, but Miranda's saying she did it in high school, so that means it wasn't yeah, anything I, online. You had to do yeah, no, stuff in the library. Wow. Barbie, my mom would write, write people to send her things. I mean, it would just take so long. There was, um, so, like, when I was doing it in, when I was in high, in high school, I didn't. But once I was in college, there was listservs for different last names and so you would connect through the listservs with different people who were also doing genealogy research on your same area or your same last name and huh. there was all kinds there's actually there was stuff online even then wow. but there was no obviously there was no huge database like ancestry right the the stuff that that um the church of latter-day saints was doing that was all going on then but there was just you had to go out to utah in order to look at all of it there wasn't hmm. indexes and stuff like now you can there's all kind yeah anyway long story short the internet was there but it wasn't near as easy to do as it is now gotcha but it was fun it i i think it's super fun hmm. that's super cool mm-hmm. well while daddy's doing that boys come running out and jamie is fit to be tied because philip's magic kit it seems to have exploded all over jamie's sweatshirt and he's got the mad face down look at that yeah he does and this and philip's like whatever it's not my fault <laughs> yeah. the doob yes dweeb did it <laughs> she goes what is this he goes it's just disappearing he said he said <laughs> jamie goes he said it'd make me disappear <laughs> she's like all right fellas <laughs> she is not happy mm-hmm. she's like do me a favor disappear upstairs and do your homework you too young man <laughs> there's yellow flowers yeah that's so cool i love that mm-hmm I think it's sweet. Ugh. I love that. She's like, oh, is he tall, dark, and handsome? And she goes, oh, he's 
he's nice. <laughs> she can't say anything bad, so she's got to say something. He is nice. He gets, oh, that outfit. And then yeah. the white shoes. Peep toe. Mm. Oh, are those white or are they pink? I thought that they were white upon looking at them. <sighs> oh, it's the Pepto. The Pepto color is really the most offensive thing, I think, for yeah. me. And then the quilted lapel. Yep. She uh, likes the car, and so he's pointing out all these gadgets that are on there, like a 50-gallon container of oil for an oil slick, smoke bombs. What did he say? 50-millimeter uh, cannons. <laughs> I mean, she's looking at him like, uh, are you cuckoo? My favorite is the ejection Because <laughs> yeah. you would just imagine like him flying up. Like, yeah. like, if it were actually real. Exactly. And like, he's like the so... Roof. He's so happy talking about it. Like, he just, he oh, just, yeah. just, like, it has all, like, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, James, what are all these things for? <laughs> I think I need one of these cars for traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the building that they're supposedly having this, the estate that they're having the party in, do you guys recognize that? Nope. Anyone? I'm pulling it up now. Okay, I will give you a moment. So I actually have this on my website. Oh, is this one the first the- episode? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, it's not that one with the pool party, is it? It's like that guy, like the the singer, the concert guy with the food, not the food guy. Like um, no, feed the world. No, that's season three. Okay. Um, No, that's um Mm -hmm. the three little spies you're thinking of. Um, yeah. No, this is from. Are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Season one, last episode, weekend when they when they go to the resort. Yeah, as Mr. and Mrs. Stetson and Mrs. Craddock's there, not the tennis where the guys kidnapped. And she's. Oh, I just got to the full shot, and yeah, it looks like it is. It's the same one. Oh, never would have because I I had to I had this um as part of my webs on Call Me a Cab's website. Mm. You know, I kind of did that art thing with it. You know, I did a bunch of different buildings from Mm. the show, and this is one of them. Cool. Yeah. So now they're at the garden party and he he like walks right over and steps on her dress. Poor Lee's still sore from seeing mm. Mr. Chow. And she runs over and she goes, oh, poor Lee. She goes, is that from Mr. Payne or Dr. Payne? So he's telling her like, this is a great party. He's getting a lot of information. And he's like, guess who's sitting on the over- board of overseas? And she's like, Clayton Dobbs. He's like, yeah. He goes, could be just the tip of the iceberg. So he's saying, he's telling her to watch for James, keep an eye on him. And then as they do, <laughs> a lady walks by with, um, what do you call it? Sorry. A sorry on. And he steps on it and it, you can hear it ripping and. <laughs> And she has to like get he, him to. He doesn't even move. No, he's just like, oh, but let me just keep standing. He on just this. stares at it yeah. like, oh, I'm stepping on someone's dress, yeah. and, and then it's he tries ripping. to help her, and she's like, please don't. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, don't touch but me. But you're exactly this is, yeah. proves your point. Like yeah. he is. Oh, and then he bump, bumps into her, yeah. like, headbutts her, like, totally. Just clueless. Yeah, you're right. He's so clueless mm-hmm. to it. And he's like, let's face it. He's kind of, you know, weird. She goes, oh, Lee, I like him. He goes, of course you do. And he's an okay guy in limited doses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are many people about, in my life, I feel that way about. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't realize. They and then don't know. Francine comes up, and she looks cute in her dress. I like that color. It's a good color for her. I wish... Her it hair's didn't have little, that high neck. I that wish draping. it was lower. Yeah, like that I, or that whole part could just be gone Yeah, away. I was going to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not drop that much, but yeah. But they could tighten it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it's a lot of... But the color is beautiful. Very pretty beautiful color. Beautiful color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that she's got the short sleeves on mm-hmm. and everything like that. But then she's like comes up and she's like, Amanda, what a lovely outfit. And you're like... 
okay, what's the catch? And then she goes, my mother has the same thing in fuchsia. And then the look that Amanda gives is so cool. Yeah. It reminds me of the first episode with Nose Job. Yeah, She says that. Yes. Like this, this brings it back oh, to Oh, yeah. That. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Like, Nose Job. Yeah. Like, look at even now in the free stream with that side eye. Like, that little so bitch. That, that little... Mm. <laughs> And she just she just lets off like a deep sigh. You know she was She's counting like to like ten. Like, oh. <laughs> she was counting to ten on that one. <laughs> she's like, "Well, you have a nice time with Francine." <laughs> and then she's like, hmm. "Yeah, that's so cute." So she comes over to James to keep an eye on him, and he's like, "I've got to get into the house." And she's like, "I really don't think you should do that." <laughs> he's like, "You stay here. If anything happens, an alarm, gunfire, whatever, you'll have to cover for me." And she's like, "No, no, no." He goes, create a distraction. She goes, let's go talk to Lee about this. And he, and just he takes off. doesn't care. He just does what he needs to do. Now, yep. this is cute. It's a little something different in the script. Mm-hmm. He's like, you've got to cover for me. Create a distraction. And she's flustered. She says, a distraction in heels? We should talk to Lee. <laughs> like, I could create a distraction, but not in heels. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't make me do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, everything so is more difficult than heels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Um, yesterday, Speaking, walking. <laughs> yesterday, we, myself and somebody at work, we went to um, an awards banquet. It's like, you know, 101 best and brightest type thing. And I had to go up on stage to get our crystal award. And so then we're up there. And then this guy next to me, he's like, okay, he's turning. He goes, okay, now we, I just got to make sure I don't fall off the stage. And I go, oh, and at least you're not in heels. And he goes, oh, I didn't even think of that. He's like, good luck <laughs> i'm like thanks i'm thinking boy you're just in regular flat shoes dude try doing in heels going downstairs you know in front of like 600 and people in a dress so you don't have yeah. full range of motion <laughs> yeah exactly it and he's complaining a girl it really yeah. does but the alternative is so much worse yeah. <laughs> you're right <laughs> So now James is inside the house and he's kind of bumbling through trying to find things. And then Amanda comes running over in her pajamas and <laughs> and she's like, James, is, James has gone into the house. He goes, what the hell is he doing in there? Well, he's found some blueprints and he's taking pictures with mm-hmm. his little camera. Something that Lee would usually do as yes, an agent. Yes, exactly. And of course, something that Lee wouldn't do is he wouldn't bump into the chair and then knock a statue off of its pedestal going through the glass in front of all the people to give them an alarm and know that they're there. So now Amanda's Uh, like, we have to create a distraction. And she's like, oh, right, sure. Let's see if we can get one delivered. (laughs) And she starts screaming. Mm -hmm. And she's like jumping up and down. Oh, snake! Snake! And then Lee, you all right? You all right? (laughs) <laughs> so cute James comes out <laughs> coughing before he's even taking a smoke but Clayton Dobbs sees him he is gross looking doesn't he look like Dracula or something yep there's been several actors throughout the series that have had that Dracula where the persona. slick back hair mm-hmm. and very pale and very yep. Very slim and Mm -hmm. yeah, pointy nose. So in the script, she says, we need a distraction. And Francine says, right, sure. Let's see if we can get one delivered. Amanda turns, her eyes flutter, and she collapses into the arms of a very surprised Lee. Lee yells, Amanda, flags down secret service types. I need some help now. (laughs) That's how they did it in the Mm. script. A little different. Yeah. I like the snake thing where she's jumping up and down. And it's her just, you know, she needs to make a distraction. So she does it. She doesn't you know rely on lee to mm-hmm, back to her catch up. her mm-hmm. from fainting spell yep. she can scream <laughs> yeah, about a snake she has all quite on her a own. scream yes she does yeah. she really does 
So now they're all four of them are getting chastised in Billy's office. Mm-hmm. He's Five, like, it's, right? Well, four. The four of them are oh, getting I chastised. See what you're yeah. yeah, the four of them are getting chastised by Billy, and he's mm-hmm. like, "You're lucky we didn't start World War Three. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I had to make three phone calls." He's like, "It's obvious that this guy is in deep, you know." Mm-hmm. And if it was only three phone calls, it wasn't World War Three, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Billy's like such a hard ass on this one. He's like, yeah. "Rumors, I need proof, people, proof." Mm-hmm. And since when does he have a marlin on, on his wall? Yeah. I know. Like a giant fish. <laughs> then they're like, show him, show him the pictures. So they have blueprint pictures. And they said, we think that he's planning to counterfeit the U.S. currency. She's like, from inside the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. He goes, impossible. Billy, quit being a hard ass. Mm-hmm. So Francine's like, hey, we think Eddie, Eddie Munson had plates, engraving plates. Mm-hmm. And Lee's like, yeah, he's also a special consultant to the Secretary of Treasury, Clayton Dobbs is. So all these things are like tying together, but Billy's like, it's all circumstantial. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. They've made moves on a lot less than this. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's I don't know. It just seems a little contrived mm-hmm. to me. So he's saying, all we have to do is check the, the money and make sure it's legit. If it is, then, you know, it's not going to happen. Nothing's, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Au contraire, but... Now, he does, this slimy guy is on the phone and he's talking and, and then he's like, yeah, because he's setting up somebody to send a letter from MI6 stating that James should have been going to the sanitarium. So obviously that's all fake. But then he, at the end, he says, give my best to Charles and Diana. It's like, I doubt they want to be tied to this, you know, skeezy guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's meant to be like, you know, he has the... Oh, I, I totally yeah. get it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying he's... Uh, they're probably not so happy. They probably weren't mm-hmm. so happy to be tied to that. Yeah. On a TV show. But this is why at the end they say, any similarities to real people is just coincidental. You know, at the end they always say that. And then he's like, after all, he is a bit bonkers, isn't he? Love to Edith. Edith. Hmm. <laughs> why do... Okay, I have to ask. Why do all the bad guys on this show always talk into those really fancy, ornate phones? The last episode was the same thing. Uh, not the last episode, but the last episode I edited. Really? <laughs> it, they were the one I just posted, season four, uh, episode 14 of two. Okay. I don't remember. There's a picture and yeah, Rita's on the phone on one of those. It was a white one though. It was one of those fancy phones. What's up with that? <laughs> Like, if you're evil, this is a phone for you. High-class criminals. Yeah, right? High-class criminals. You know which ones I'm talking about, Jen? Yeah. Yeah. So Amanda and James are now just sitting in the conference room waiting to hear, you know, if the money's come up, you know, screwed up or anything. And he's throwing his hat, trying to hook it on the... On the... um, Coat rack. Coat rack. But he keeps missing, obviously. And they're talking about Mr. B. So I think they're just talking about... They're just talking about James Bond, right? Could be. Yes. Okay. That's, that's what I, I was, think yes. Yeah. And he's like, because he's like, yes, handsome, strapping fellow he, who always gets all the birds. I don't think they ever actually say. They don't. They, they, they I can't think Lee, No, because more. Lee says it. Lee says, oh. Lee says he, it once. Yeah. Lee but says, oh, that, he thinks he's a little James Bond, all. you know. Yeah. Doesn't he say a James Bond type? Maybe. And so he never says like he is James Bond. Right. No, Maybe. He thinks he's James he Bond. He thinks he's James yeah. Bond. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Amanda says, well, you know, you grow up and you realize there aren't really men like that. And then, then he hooks the hat. She's like, oh my gosh, would you look at that? Mm-hmm. She goes, I guess the best things really do happen when you don't try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lee comes in with bad news. Billy just called money's perfect down to the last dollar. So... Now, Amanda's dropping James off at his hotel, 
which you would think would just be something just very unassuming and easy, you know, drop them off, go back to your house. No, that's not ever going to be anything how it works with Amanda Mm -hmm. or James for that matter. So he gets out of the car and she goes to leave and then he's walking across. I guess he's trying to get his hotel key out maybe and flips out all his money. Coins go flying across the road and she sees, of course, because she sees everything, she sees this car come chasing, speeding down the road, trying to ram into him. And she gets out of her car in heels, I would might add, and runs across and knocks him down into a bunch of suitcases. Yep. That was just, that was Hunter giving chase to someone. It, it was his car. I, I was going to say, that looks just like his car. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, but if it was Hunter, he would have ran him over because he wouldn't have missed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was in hot pursuit, man. Hot pursuit. Hot pursuit. <laughs> now, Amanda is scolding Lee. She's like, they, that car tried to run him over. He goes, hey, it's Washington. Jaywalkers are free. Free reign, man. <laughs> You're, they're up for grabs kind of thing. It's like New York City. And then he puts this telegram in front of her face up front that Billy got. From MI6 stating that James was supposed to be going for observation at a sanitarium in Cornwall. And she's like, smartly, she's like, why, why didn't that come up before? You know, now all of a sudden that's coming up. Why didn't he get this when he ran the check when he first got here? Right. Which is so logical. She's a very logical person. Thank you. I was waiting for that. Lee's like, hey, it's out of our hands. Billy has asked me to hold on to him until I... MI6 arrives. Okay, thanks. Amanda, he's an accountant who thinks he's bloody James Bond. The guy is a little strange. She goes, a little strange? Everybody is a little strange sometimes. He's like, ugh. He's like, okay, I know a research guy at the Library of Congress. I will run James's story past him to see what he can corroborate. All right. And she's like, way to go, big fella. I love how she punches him, fake punches him. But see, this is where we actually get introduced now to TP. And Mm -hmm. this is the first time. Now, if this is the fifth episode, like they aired it, we would have met him, you know, disjointedly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What other episode is he in in the shown order? Like in the... You know, this was the fifth episode. So he's in the Khrushchev list, suitable for framing, promises to keep, Santa's got a brand new bag, the man who died twice, and then there's more, but it's taking forever to load. Stemwinder part two, Stemwinder part one, the boy who would be king, the Pharaoh's engineer, reach for the sky and welcome to America, Mr. Brand. And I don't know... Oh, I'm think the scene I'm thinking of is in Stemwinder too. Never mind. When's Reach for the Sky? Which one is that one? When does that one play? What order it was? Uh, no, I think it's uh, season three, episode eight. Oh, eight. eight? So it does come really after. That far? So they do put it in order, I guess. Pharaoh's Engineer. When's that one? Fifteen. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess they are in order technically. But we meet him first. The you know the first of the season he's been brought in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So so in the script. In this scene that we're on right now where they're talking about him, you know, he thinks he's bloody James Bond. Lee says, he's an accountant who thinks he's a bloody James Bond. He is a little strange. And Amanda says, everyone is sometimes. You told me Secret Agent Man was your favorite song, remember? <laughs> he relents. Okay, there's a research guy. <laughs> and she still says, way to go, big fella. Yeah. I do like that. Like, you told me Secret Agent Man was your favorite song. Can you song. imagine, like, just seeing Lee Stetson, like, just groove into that? Like, yeah. <laughs> Secret Agent Man. Around the corner and stuff. Like, rolling through the agency. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. There's a video idea. Just, like, silly clips of Lee, you yeah. know, to that song. Oh, that's funny. 
so then they realize as they hear the car peeling out, the, the D5, Aston Martin peel out. She's like, I don't think he's running. She goes, don't worry, I'll follow him. He's like, oh, I got another session with Dr. Payne. The last session. She's like, try to remember the Cobra death grip. He goes, Cobra death grip. Now, why is she standing there? She's supposed to be following Brand. He's long gone by now. She's going to catch up. Catch up to him. Okay. So now we get to meet TP for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he is, Lee's brought him a bribe. <laughs> Cherry cordials. He calls him Lizo. Why? I don't get that. And it's in the script. And he actually does call him that. Mm-hmm. Lizo. It's just a pet name, I guess. I like when he calls him Lee, Lee, my boy, but I don't like Lizo. That mm. just sounds weird, doesn't Probably it? Probably why they changed it. Yeah, but he calls it him that several times. Really? Mm-hmm. He just called it him that just now, and then he says it right before Lee leaves, too. What about uh, in other episodes, or is this the only one where he calls him Lizo? I, I, this is the first, I think this is the only uh, one. This is the only mm-hmm. time I realized that he called him that. Maybe it's just to indicate that, you know, Lee knows him, they're close, and this isn't like a new connection. Which I totally get. It's just the the, the actual They could have come up with something else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. So, TP. You know, this is some bold pattern mixing. He's got a true plaid with an argyle vest. And like a really and interesting stone bolo. The bolo tie. is very uh, like this is a statement on style here. <laughs> With his little round glasses, mm-hmm. he's, I do like those little glasses. He's They're very sweet, very professorial. Yeah, he's very sweet. I love TP. Mm-hmm. So he's got an interesting backstory on this Clayton Dobbs, and when he actually finds out that the guy he supposedly is died in a Turkish Bordeaux in like 1950. Oh, sorry. Bordeaux's a wine. Yeah. (laughs) He died in a wine. Um, Well, he was in that movie. I thought he was in that movie, uh, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. He was? Yeah. TP, the Uh actor? TP, the actor that played TP, yeah. Um, So he finds out that Clayton Dobbs, who is pretending, you know, is pretending to be this person, this Earl, he actually died in a Bordello in 1957. So he's like, what the heck? Which, okay, I find this a little weird. He's very protective of that file and won't let Lee see it. Because Lee tries to grab it and he's like, n- puts his hand out and he's like, no, no, no. Oh, I guess I didn't pick yeah. up on that. I sources. don't know why. He will not want to give up his sources. I guess. It's just weird. It's like he's got this whole file and he won't even let him look at it. And anyways, he's saying that family just hushed it up because, you know, the embarrassment. They didn't want any questions asked. But then he takes a paper clip and he sticks it in the chocolate and then sucks out the, the brandy center. <laughs> It's a weird it. way to eat it. And he's, he's really enjoying it. He's really? like, oh. <laughs> Double dip Belgian chocolate cherries with brandy centers. Mm. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> he's like, you you do know how to gladden my heart, my Lizo. Heart, Lizo. <laughs> he goes, so do you, TP. So do you. And then he grabs the file and then he puts his hand on it. And, and then Lee gives him like a, hey. That's true. I, I... Yeah, I don't get that. I, I think I didn't realize he was reaching for the file. I thought he was reaching for the chocolate and no. he didn't want to share. No, he was grabbing the file. He was reaching for the file. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he file. want him to have it? That's why I said I don't understand why he wouldn't let him have it. I totally thought he was going for the chocolate. No. That's what I did. Right? <laughs> well, not the cherries. I don't like chocolate cherries. Yeah. But yeah. 
Okay, so first off, we're now back at Amanda's house, and there's yellow flowers on the counter. Yep. Want to point that out. And then Dottie is actually entertaining Mr. Brand mm-hmm. and giving him tea, and they're talking about ancestry, and she's saying, well, maybe we're related. <laughs> he goes, um, he's like trying to up himself, too. He's like, oh, yes, we're, we go way back to the, all the way to Edward the Confessor. We're particularly heavy in the Henrys. And then he like, it's like a name dropping thing. He's like, the second, fifth, the eighth. Hmm. (laughs) She's like, it's so exciting. (laughs) The Tudor dynasties. She's like, any Stuarts? He's like, no, there's probably a stray Richard somewhere as well. (laughs) It means he's totally making it all up. totally. Amanda comes rushing in in her pajamas again. (laughs) And they're totally trashed. Thank God she won't wear it again. (laughs) And she's like trying she's like looking at her mother side-eyed like okay don't say too much in front of my mother and her mother's like oh i'll just take the boys up some tea i doubt the boys want tea yeah (laughs) she's like honey uh, darling why don't you invest in a nice pair of overalls for work (laughs) (laughs) he's like uh she's trying to get him to, to come into the agency and he's like they they sent that letter that telegram that wasn't real you know he, he tried just like he tried to kill me and she's like yes and you believe me don't you yes. uh, i mean you you don't think that i'm crazy uh, no do you no ah good smashing smashing come on uh, uh, no time to lose no no <laughs> i i you know james i really can't go anywhere like this i've got to change oh don't ever do that amanda hmm. uh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. He's so sincere and mm-hmm. genuine. Like, Very, it's yep. so sweet. Aww. And he's like, I nailed that human interaction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they are watching Clayton Dobbs. And he pulls out this uh, recording device. And he's like, it's Czechoslovakian made. The finest technology available. And then he starts playing it. And it sounds like a garbled mess. <laughs> She's just watching. Her hair looks shorter there, doesn't it? Why does it it look like the flock of seagulls? Yeah, doesn't it? It's very Mm -hmm. different. It's maybe with the outdoor ones, they did a different take or something. I don't know, but it's very different there. He's saying that he got, he he overheard Clayton Dobbs saying something about tankers and overtaking them, intercepting tankers, press runs, and worthless money. And she's like, okay. And he's like, she goes, what does this all mean? He's like, well, that's an $18 billion question, isn't it? And the coal miner's son is sitting on all the answers. So she's like, just let me make one phone call. She's like, my job's on the line. And mm-hmm. he's like, he goes, there's no time. We got to, you know, we got to do this. And then just then he's like, I trust you. I trust Lee. I just, Mr. Mr. Melrose doesn't. I don't blame him. him. I wouldn't trust yeah. him either. He's been doubtful yeah, and like been, abrasive the yeah, whole time. Doubting Thomas the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then all of a sudden they see Clayton Dobbs come out. Mm-hmm. And so then they they start following him. And you have to look at Kate's face on this when he pulls out. She has that dreaded look of, oh, crap, they're going to drive fast again. <laughs> like It's so funny. So this is actually before they follow him. Mm-hmm. He's like, she, she calls him James Brand. And he mm-hmm. goes, actually, I have a confession or two. My name's not really Brand. It's Pot. James Clarence Pot. And she's like, Pot. the whole thing. Yeah, it is. The whole thing's so sweet. She goes, she goes, oh, I probably just broke your father's heart. <laughs> That's the first thing she thinks of, you yep. know? That's very sweet. He's like, I saw the movies too and read the books about James Bond, mm-hmm. obviously. Claxton Commons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's saying it just seemed ordinary, so he changed it. And then, that's so sad though. She's like, it probably just broke your father's mm-hmm. heart. 
This was, I thought, and super poignant. Like, and I always wanted to be so extraordinary. Yeah. Like, doesn't that just... Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, He's very endearing. You're yeah, making me like endearing. him more. And like, you know... <laughs> uh, Damn you. Every, all the time people, you know, most people are ordinary. There are very few that are extraordinary. And I think everyone has that, you know, when you're little, you can do anything. You yeah. can be anything. I can be extraordinary. And he's trying to, to be that, you know, mm-hmm. even even now. So and it's to endearing. Go, to mm-hmm. add on to your point, so everybody thinks that they can be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's moments in your life where you realize, I'm just ordinary. Yep. And he, because he's not self-aware, mm-hmm. he probably never had that. Yep. Where he realized, like, oh, I'm I'm just ordinary. He never, he's like, I can do that. I'm, I'm going to be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no matter what. Yeah, like this is this is his ticket to that without ever thinking that he was ordinary at all. Like, the, but this would this would just elevate him to to for everyone else to know. Yeah. how extraordinary. Yes, he is. yes. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. see now between you with him and <laughs> and Miranda making me see Philip in a different mm-hmm. light. Jen, what are you going to make me do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we kind of have similar opinions on most of it, but. <laughs> oh, he's such a gem. I just love it's this sweet. guy. <laughs> it's, he's, it's sweet. But he says that he never told his father. Probably didn't want to break his heart. So they see that um, Clayton Dobbs is leaving. So they start taking off. But watch Kate's face on here when the car starts. <laughs> Her hands on the thing mm-hmm. like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and the Aston Martin doesn't have an oh, shit handle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so they follow this taxi cab where it drops him off at like this warehouse and then Clayton Dobbs just gets into this van. So he goes inside and changes into like overalls and then gets in a van. State of Maryland, uh, Department of Transportation in an old green army looking, uh, army color looking uh, van and heads, heads down the road. So then Amanda and James are following them and his Aston Martin. Not, that's not easy to spot anywhere mm-hmm. or anything. <laughs> Everybody Especially driving on the right side of the yeah. road. Or, you know, like on the yeah. right side of the car. Mm-hmm. So then he pulls, Clayton Dobbs pulls over on the, on, like underneath the underpass mm-hmm. and gets a bunch of cones out. Like the, there's men working and sets up like a little trap, I guess. I don't know. Is that just to slow down that truck? I think so. Enough where he can jump on it? Yep. Okay. Because it doesn't like divert him or anything like that. It's just slowing him down mm-hmm. so he then grabs a backpack and then gets on climbs up on the van and gets on to the overpass now he's above the 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 road where that tanker is going to be coming with all mm-hmm. the ink so one thing with with this earl particularly he's still very close to doing all of the bad things like he doesn't farm out the work right. at all like you'd think he would have amassed enough money enough right. status where he could get other people to do this dirty work which usually still they do very much in, it's all him yeah. it's all him that, yeah. that's responsible for doing it so i wonder if he gets like a sense of pride or accomplishment from doing it or if he just doesn't trust anyone if you want something done right <laughs> yeah. you have to do it yourself, yourself. that's yep. true yeah that's you have to kill up probably kill people mm-hmm. because you can't trust him <laughs> yep yeah he, he killed Munson. but he, that's what what he, he clearly yeah. doesn't have a problem with taking people out mm-hmm. yeah but he's yeah. pretty he's spry he's, 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 he's killing a lot tree. of people <laughs> yeah he did <laughs> 
So he he actually cuts it pretty close. I mean, he just gets up there, and then all of a sudden the the truck the tanker's coming. If, yeah. if that cab, ta- taxi cab was any slower, he'd be have missed him. You know. Mm-hmm. So James and Amanda are watching through binoculars, and they see what's happening, and they see that the tanker's coming. And then Clayton Dobbs jumps on the back of the tanker and then starts opening up the lid and pours in that canister that he got from Munson. Yep. The disappearing ink. Wouldn't that guy see him up there? I mean, would think. I mean, one would think, but he's that like front part is so low and then it's got yeah, that like lip true. up there. That's true. And then he just jumps off Well, a stunt guy falls mm-hmm. off, but. But he um, left his backpack and everything no, up. No, oh, he, he threw, threw it. it. Oh, he okay. threw it before okay. that. Yeah, I missed it. He threw it, yeah. And then they're still following him. They follow the tanker all the way back to the Bureau mm-hmm. of Engraving and Printing. So they're so excited that they're they're like, look what we just found. Mm-hmm. The tanker went right back to the printing and engraving or engraving and printing bureau um so then they are then need to report back to the agency but then we get back to the agency and poor lee is getting his butt kicked by poor what did the man say that poor nice man that little nice man yeah (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't look so nice now yeah look at him he's going ham yeah he is oh right in the face it's funny they did pretty well in the editing because it's that's not lee then it is lee then it's not lee Mm -hmm. so it's pretty good on the editing yep (laughs) <laughs> that look on his face like oh yeah. crap and he falls on his face and i love how he tries to call time yeah he's like i'm sorry mr stetson concept of timeout is inconsistent with an effective hand-to-hand strategy <laughs> in a duel to the death with an age with an ace kgb killer you won't call time maybe you can amanda mm. called truce yeah <laughs> he gets back up and then the phone rings and lee's like oh thank god saved by the bell <laughs> <laughs> he looks so cute, doesn't he? And then it's for him. And he's like, oh, whoever that is, I'm going to buy him a yeah. bottle of wine. I'm. <laughs> that's what I would think. And then <laughs> yeah, he like chokes him. <laughs> I love his look here. He's like, ha, 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 ha. He laughs. And then he's like, kill that guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Those are good. He has really good facial expressions. Mm-hmm. So it's Amanda. And he's like, where have you been? I've been looking for you. He's like, with James. He's like, great. Tell him my research guy confirms his suspicions of Clayton Dobbs. So she fills him in that they followed Clayton Dobbs. And he they saw him dump something into the tanker. And they went to the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. So she's like, you got to get over here. Atlantic and Chesapeake Industries. Industries. That's who the, tank, that's who the tanker oh, okay. was from. Yeah. Sorry. He's like, it must be the printer's ink inside that tanker. She's like, right, it's magic. And he's like, what? What's magic? She goes, it's magic. What Clayton Dobbs put inside the tanker is going to make the ink disappear. Just like Philip made Jamie's sweatshirt disappear. <laughs> and then, of course, James can't wait any longer, so he takes mm-hmm. off. So Amanda's just got to hang up on Lee. She's like, get there, meet us there. <laughs> and then you got to say it. What does she tell him? Oh, she says, use the Cobra death grip. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then he comes out and he's like, Doc? And then you hear, Whoa! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh right face. in the face. Don't make the, uh, don't make it the pretty ugly. <laughs> he's like, Stanley, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he's like, all right, you asked for it. <laughs> the Cobra death grip. <laughs> his <laughs> facial expression is hilarious. <laughs> and so then he's like, fantastic. oh crap, did I kill him? Yeah. <laughs> Thank- Stanley. Thank God you can still hear him breathing. Mm-hmm. I know they purposely did that, like, so they didn't think Lee actually killed the guy. You can hear him breathing. Yeah. Like, grunting. That expression, though. I know, priceless. it's so funny. All right, so they followed... They went to Clayton Dobbs' estate. Thank you. They followed him back to his estate. Or no, they went to his estate, right? And then they they saw Krul- 
Krulinikov uh, show up, mm-hmm. a woman, pretty badass, I have to say. Yep. And they're they're trying to figure out what the next steps are. So James is like, I can't let him slip through my fingers. I've spent like seven years of my life on this, you know. And she's like, he's he gives her the keys. He goes, you better leave. She goes, no, look, I'm I'm not going to drive that crazy car. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to make a bet? And she goes, and you can't go up there alone, James. You are an accountant, not a spy. Why don't you act like one? He goes, probably for the same reason. You're not at home folding nappies, Mrs. King. Bam. Touche. Look at that. He's like, I've always wanted more. She goes, good luck. You're going to And he just it. goes for it. This whole episode is about him going yeah. for it. He wanted more. You're he right. wanted to be extraordinary. Damn, damn, damn it, woman. he did it. Okay, he's awesome. He is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Are you seconding my nomination no. for the Gold Star Guest Star? No. I you can't. You're not even going to second it? Come on. That's all right. I'll stand on my own with this. No. James Brandon and I. I just think there's... Like I would, I think of <laughs> Sam Melville, Jane, Jean Stapleton, James Cromwell. There's a lot of, but Jean really Stapleton's good not in this season, is she? Uh, no, it was last season. No, it was last season. Yeah. But the, I'm just saying of people I would pick over. But yeah, I have to really, I have to really go through and look, mm-hmm. make sure I'm using them. I will second it only because I don't, it won't take anything away from mine, and if it gives you support, <laughs> no, not, I always I have your back. James and I do not need the support. I always have your back, so I will continue <laughs> to have your back in this. You've made me like him. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, he's endearing for sure. <laughs> I love this though. Amanda's like watching through binoculars and she's like, oh, James, watch out for the hose. And then he steps and falls right on it. Which the binoculars, she would be seeing the back of him, not the front of him. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do they think we're stupid? And then he's like, oh, if it isn't the accountant from MI6. Oh, they're both gross. Yeah. That suit on her is horrible. Mr. Brand, what are we going to do with you? I think you know. Krulnikov just throws the little uh, recorder on the ground and steps on it. Mm-hmm. Her little heels. Czechoslovakian went... maid and yeah. everything. Expensive <laughs> tools and she threw it on the ground. Yep. He's like, that was just Czechoslovakian maid. <laughs> Oops, she dropped it, fell right out of her hands. He's like, you bitch. <laughs> Finest technology available. And you've smashed it. <laughs> you should invest more in a camera. Yeah, yeah. right? His 1995 cheapo. <laughs> yeah. So Amanda watches him get caught and heads to his car. So in season one, she did not know how to drive a stick. In season three, she knows how to drive a stick. At least somewhat. Agency training. Lee Totter. Yeah, Lee Totter, apparently. <laughs> if I were Lee, I'd totally teach her. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> um, I think you went dirty there. Um, I, my mind was not in the gutter. She my sh- mind was in the spy world. She Your shifts, mind was in the gutter. She shifts and she's got her mouth and she's just like, mm, yeah, I'm going to shift. <laughs> she's really into it when mm-hmm. she shifts. <laughs> but she's definitely driving it. Like it's, I don't know, it's probably on a rig maybe, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's all over the place. She's trying to get in front of him so that she can use that nice little oil slick thing that's yeah. so not going to work. <laughs> I love how the sprinkler, or the sprinklers, the um, windshield wipers yeah. go on. <laughs> so funny. Oil slick. Windshield wipers go. Then she like taps it and they start squirting <laughs> liquid out. Wipe her out. Wipe fluid out. Smoke screen. And the, all it does is turn on her blinker. <laughs> It reminds me of like a little boy, you know, making up things about yeah. the oh, totally. car, whatever, you know. Like, She's like, hey. I knew none of this stuff would work. 
<laughs> James is so funny. And then she sees Lee, of course, going down and she stops right then. And he's, of course, paying attention. So he, oh, totally does a 180. See, that wasn't a man that coming out of the car. <laughs> that is. He does look good in jeans. Mm-hmm. I love how she like is going to use tear gas on her. She still had faith that one of his gadgets would work. <laughs> and then she uses it anyway. Yeah. Clobbers her. Ooh, Lee, Lee's getting his ass kicked all day, man. First mm-hmm. Dr. Payne and now Clayton Dobbs. I like the left-right mm-hmm. combo. That was pretty good. Dude, go out the door. <laughs> maybe they have the child locks on it. Oh, maybe. Lee's like, just hold on, James. Relax. Lovely to it's, see you. It's rather it's, awkward in here. <laughs> That is such an understatement, James. They all grunt. Oh, James. He grabs his cigarette case. She goes, no smokescreen, no tear gas. Mm -hmm. But after all, Amanda, I did say I had a confession or two. (laughs) And then he opens the cigarettes, go flying. Yep. That's cute. So now we are back to the agency and they are walking James out. I like her little gold belt with the rose color. Yeah, we're getting into her outfits where she wears the shirts with the skirts with the belt. And Mm -hmm. I love those outfits on her. Very So cute. Very cute. I had a belt almost exactly like that. Of mm. course, mine was probably a knockoff cheap one, but yeah. <laughs> so you know those ones she always wears with the V? They come to like a V. Mm-hmm. I had one of those in the same. That was like a fuchsia color, and I she had one, had one like in Barbies. like every color. Yeah. But mine was probably no. It's probably because I was I was like 11, 12. So mine was probably about the same size as hers. <laughs> <laughs> And she was a grown ass woman. Yeah. I didn't have one in real life. I had one for my Barbies. Though. Oh, so nice. I loved it. That yeah. would be cute. I named all my Barbies after Scarecrow people. I had Amanda. Did you? I had Amanda. I had Lee. That's Lee adorable. was a girl, though. Lee was a girl. Cute. And gender neutral. Yeah. I had Lee, Amanda. I had Bruce, was one of my Ken dolls. Wow. I had Kate. Poor Kate, though. My dog got a hold of her and ate her feet off. So she had to wear boots a lot. And she was shorter than everybody else. <laughs> I swear. Um, who else did I? I think that's all I had. You only had five dogs? Well, no, no, no. I mean, that I named, you know. All that you named. Scarecrow, after, you know. Hmm. Yeah, mine yeah. didn't have. And I had a purple Corvette. Cute. I had a purple Corvette, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's adorable. I had the, the pink, the pink. I don't know what it was. There was a pink car. I had that pink car. Yeah, the pink Corvette. Was I didn't it a have any Barbies. Mm-hmm. You didn't have Barbies, Jen? No. <gasps> Why? What? What about Dollies? I think we're like living out in the boonies at that time. Oh my did god. You have, like, that was my life until I was like 12. I did. Yeah, I think we had some strawberry shortcake. Oh, I love strawberry um, shortcake. And then by the time Cabbage Patch were crazy, I was older, so... I mean, my sister got okay, into Cabbage Patch. I didn't like, I didn't like dolls so much. Mm-hmm. I loved Barbies. Like, I was like 12 and I still wanted to play with them, but I'm like, dude, I had a, like a talking to myself. I'm like, dude, you can't play Barbies anymore. You're too old. My so neighbor, I had to put them my away. My neighbor who's a year mm. older than me, we played with Barbies until we were in high school. So <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's so I nice. Have... You lived in my neighborhood, Taya. I totally want to play. play yeah. Barbies. I mean, I've I had know. friends, maybe I would have them. <laughs> oh my God, Jen. But I feel see, so like, bad for you. What childhood did Barbies you have? Them. Like, we didn't... like. They were characters, and we told stories with them. Oh, yeah, we totally. Made up our own we story. wrote yeah. fan fiction with Barbies. I mean, exactly. I mean, honestly. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. My sister was boring, and we lived far out in the My boonies. sister was boring. So she didn't have friends. Her sister was boring, and they lived out in the boonies. And no Amazon Prime. I had Prime. friends, but they just oh. didn't live by me. So <laughs> That's a given. This is when I lived out in International Falls, Minnesota, like, way out. I oh, mean, there wow. was no. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not making it up. No, I'm sure. <laughs> it was That's like an sad, hour though. bus ride. That's sad. <laughs> 
I feel like oh I need God. to go back in time and give you a Barbie and go, here you go, little girl. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I know. Well, I just, I don't know. But I might not have been into them either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I loved them. That's, my sister was more into dolls and I love Barbies. Oh my God, I loved them. So now we are um, back with the tag. And one of the rare tags that doesn't end with Lee and Amanda together. Yep. It's so funny because Lee's like telling him about how he used the Cobra death grip mm-hmm. and laid Stanley flat. And he's like, really? I just made that up. And he's like, you made it up. He like leaves and he's like, you made it up. <laughs> and he like leaves and leaves those two together to say goodbye. And he's just loving it though. Like, wow. Yeah. But also maybe there's like a, cause he was concerned that he killed Stanley. And this <laughs> is like an, this is a, a not legit move. <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder why Stanley wasn't prepared. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, because when he goes by you can see him he's like kind of scared of me now <laughs> that was so cute <laughs> so now the it, what was the tag in the script oh well we haven't gotten we haven't finished this tag yet so amanda's wishing him well and 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 he's like how am i possibly gonna thank you and she's like well that's easy just go go spend a week with your father in claxton commons her hair looks different there too mm-hmm. and tell him about your new promotion. Oh, and then he says, yeah, that's what he was going to do anyways. It's very sweet. They have a very nice friendship, mm-hmm. you know, the start of a nice friendship. And then he says, I, I realize the name Pot has a rather nice ring to it. Don't you think? That's sweet. Yes, I do, Mr. Pot. Ah. And then she gives him a kiss. So cute. Mm-hmm. She just kind of shakes her head like, wow. <laughs> very sweet. I love this episode. I know you do. I, I definitely like it more than I ever have. Good. I already, I told you last time I watched it, I'm like, okay, as I've gotten older, there's certain episodes that I didn't used to like and that I really like. And then ones I really liked, I don't like as much because mm-hmm. you get a different perspective of it, I think. Yeah. This is one of them that you're like, oh, okay, it's not as boring as I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. So to finish out the tag on the script. So in the tag, it's at the house, the King house at night and Amanda's in the kitchen about to serve dinner. Philip and Jamie enter disgruntled. During the scene, they hunt and peck through the cabinets. Amanda, how's the amazing Kings? Not so amazing, Jamie says. Philip says, we put our first magic show on today with paying customers and everything. Jamie, customer, only one guy paid. Philip, everything went wrong. Someone picked a card. I couldn't find it. The coin trick flopped. Jamie says, we still can't find the rabbit. I don't think I'm cut out for show business. (laughs) And Amanda says, well, it's a tough life trying to entertain people all the time. It's a lot easier just being yourself. Forget the rabbit and wash up. Cold dinner tonight. Potato salad in the works. And the boys make approving noises and scuttle off to get ready, passing Dottie as she enters the kitchen. And Amanda says, how's the family tree coming and Dottie says interesting I'm learning a lot Amanda says about the family she goes yeah and me I started off hoping I'd find we were related to Catherine the Great something exciting Amanda says and and Dottie says except for an earl or two and that stupid viceroy we're just good solid normal people I got depressed Amanda says why Dottie goes because I wanted us to be something special smiling then they they wrote then uh then i thought about it and said wait a minute we are something special every one of us philip and jamie return diving into their chairs at the table amanda turns to the refrigerator amanda says yep we sure are regarding our kids amazing actually just the way we are it's almost magic amanda opens the refrigerator and a white rabbit leaps out straight into amanda's arms and we fade out so cheesy isn't that weird though (laughs) it's so funny 
you know, the writer was like, yeah, we can do this. And then they're like, we are not doing anything with a damn rabbit. <laughs> Animals and children in the same scene. Yes. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Just ask Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't so that funny? Written that is very cute. Yeah, it's it written that cute. into film, not so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very it ties cute. everything together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does, of course. Very cute. So a little more, not to be funny, but a little more bland tag that we got, but brand ta- uh, bland. Wait, I like the tag we got versus that. I think that one's cute. I said this one's oh. a little bland. I mean, they just oh. say thank you and bye and stuff. You sure. know what I mean? It's kind of like okay, you yeah. know, nothing spectacular. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't a rabbit coming out of the fridge, Lexi. That's true. I my facial expression is like uh. I know it's weird. It was, I yeah. told you I when yeah. I saw it I was like what? Mm-hmm. I printed it out to read through it and I'm like on the way back from the printer I was like what the hell a rabbit? How did they get here? Yeah, I was like how does that even happen? kind of funny okay so we have some mail from mrs marston so next we have mail from mrs marston we have a couple of different messages that we received the first one is from sheila if you don't know i'm not telling she says just listen to your podcast great job ladies thoroughly enjoying it once again i'm finding myself talking back one Stephen Collins is a creeper. Two, John Ritter does have a brother, but he is not an actor. He has cerebral, which is cerebral palsy. John Ritter ran telethons to raise money and awareness for it during the late 70s and early 80s. My main reason for writing is that the doll you were discussing, the one hanging on the wall, it's actually a feather duster. If you look, it has a long handle and the dress is covering yellow feathers. My guess is that the badminton racket that hangs there is what she cleans her rugs with when she hangs them on the clothesline. Thank you all for the new insights you have brought to this wonderful series. Thank, Thank you, Sheila, for the information uh, that answers the question that Taya has been wondering. That's been driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is that doll? Why? And then totally makes sense. She's, she's like, I never... So Sheila is my best friend. She started watching since we rebooted the second season she's been watching them and listening at the same time Mm, listening to our podcast and she said she goes i didn't realize until i was watching it what you were talking about all those times and she goes i could have told you before i'm like it's driving me crazy (laughs) so thank god she watched because then she could actually tell me because it was really driving me crazy and i thought it was like some inside joke or something but yeah it was for cleaning Totally makes sense. Hmm. Thanks, she. So our second message is from Nancy, and she says, Yay! So happy you all have come back rested, refreshed, and ready for more SNMK fun. On the one hand, I believe Amanda earned that 50 grand because of what the agency put her through. On the other hand, when it's time to file her income tax return, chaos ensues. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it probably would, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Thanks, Nancy P. If you want to send us more comments or questions or answers to things that have been driving us crazy, there are several ways you can do that. We are on Facebook at MKC Podcast. We are on Twitter at MKC Podcast. Or you can contact us on the website, mkcpodcast.com. Earning the camera brings you videos from the video vault for Welcome to America, Mr. Brand. This episode has a fun character that puts... Many humorous twists on everyone's favorite spy, James Bond. The first video sums up Mr. Brand's character perfectly. The song is Spy Guy Type. 
which is a part of the 1966 movie entitled The Man Called Flintstone. The video, which is set perfectly to scenes from this episode, was created by Moxie's SNK Vids. And Lexi, you'll definitely want to check this one out because it really is a great video for this episode. I think you'll like it. The second video is Lee's version of James Bond, which we all love. And it is set to the song Die Another Day by Madonna. The video was created by Love SMK and has a lot of Lee fangirl shots, so enjoy that. We couldn't resist adding a bonus video for this episode since SMK Jenny Lee put together a great set of clips on how to be a secret agent. The clips are set to the traditional uh, Bond music, the instrumental music. And it's not a music video, but it has a lot of great clips from Scare from Mrs. King. So check that out. Check these great videos out on YouTube. And we provide the links on our website at nkcpodcast.com. It's time for our first Dottie's Bookshelf of Season 3. This is where we recommend fan fiction that ties into the episode we're discussing. Our first recommendation is The Grabber, written by Rank Amateur in 2002. This story has about 2,700 words and centers around Amanda's comment to Lee about him promising no more grabbers. What exactly did she mean by that? Check out Rank Amateur's The Grabber to find out. Our second recommendation is called No More Grabbers, written by Lainey L. Sullivan as part of a much larger project called 88 Ways to Play Backgammon. In this M-rated story, Lee teaches Amanda how to fight off a grabber, and in the process, the two have a very intimate moment. Be sure to check out this chapter and the other 87 chapters in this series. As always, we'll link both of these stories on our website in the show notes at mkcpodcast.com, but you can also find them on fanfiction.net. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the season three episode, Welcome to America, Mr. Brand. We hope you'll join us next time for the tale of Dancing Weasel, the next episode in our revised season three order. Until then, check out our website at mkcpodcast.com and Twitter and Facebook pages at mkcpodcast for episode discussion and photos. If you haven't already, join our MKC Facebook group for more detailed discussions and episode information. Until then, take care from all of us at Mrs. King's Chronicles. Bye. 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 Bye.